1: This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi Ah. On your radio and in the game Right here on Super Talk Mississippi Ah.
2: So do you like apples? How do you like them apples? How about 100% capacity coming up for a little baseball postseason and softball postseason?
3: How good is that, boys? Well, I, I want to tell you this. You-, you guys both have children, young children, and wives. And most of you out there probably also have children or wives or husbands, Hug them tightly tonight, and tell them you love them, because the world is coming to an end. And not because 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 I tipped my cap to the NCAA on
2: Twitter. No,
3: no. Uh, well they did something right. Yeah, because they did something right. Now it took everybody else doing it first. It probably took some pressure, and they still kind of left it up to somebody else with the local guidelines thing. However. Hug your children tightly tonight, not because the UFOs are coming, not because of the Pentagon report that's going to get released this summer, no. The NCAA, the most incompetent organization in sports, made the correct decision, in a timely manner. We're three weeks away from these games, and they made the decision now. It's incredible. But, again, hug your children tightly, because the world is coming to an end.
2: That's great. It starts with an earthquake, birds and snakes and airplanes, Lenny just, Bruce's. You like that? I
4: just, I just want to say one thing. We did this. All right, we <laughs> drove this bus. All right, so when you're looking to people to thank, you start with Cross, Borky, and Haydad. We got this done.
2: We've
4: been pushing this agenda since day one.
2: Here's the official announcement from the National Collegiate Athletics Association. The effectiveness and prevalence of vaccinations in our country have allowed the medical advisory group to provide the guidance that has tremendous impact on student athletes, coaches, and fans attending NCAA championships. It's still important for anyone attending championships to remember common sense measures like hand washing, hand sanitation, and proper etiquette when coughing or sneezing. But the NCAA officially announces local and state guidelines will guide capacity limits in the baseball and softball postseasons. 100% attendance will be allowed. Masks and distancing will not be required at the ballparks. That includes regionals, super regionals, the Women's College World Series in Oklahoma City, and the men's college world series in Omaha, Nebraska, the local economies rejoice, fans rejoice, teams rejoice, and if you're not rejoicing, well, you probably weren't gonna to go to those games anyway. Probably. True. Probably And you still so. don't have to.
3: If you're not comfortable, you still don't have to go. And that's it's perfectly okay. The beauty of personal choice. It's something that was the first thing I thought of. Though I'm glad you mentioned it, the the first thing I thought when this happened was uh, congratulations to Oxford and Starkville and possibly Hattiesburg. Although that does seem like a bit of a long shot. Uh, it's no secret and Fayetteville and uh, yeah uh, Omaha. It, it's no secret that uh, the last year plus now has been pretty brutal on small businesses and local businesses and college towns dependent on sports to generate revenue to stay alive and pay their bills and stuff like that. That was where my mind went first, was while this isn't a football weekend, getting, what, 35, 40,000 people in town for a few days, that's awesome. And I'm glad they get a chance to have one more weekend, hopefully two more weekends of people in town at a normal level to keep their heads above water before we go full speed ahead this football season.
2: This is great news for the college football season. We just got a message that says, just started to listen. What about Hoover as far as limited capacity? I told you last week that despite the SEC's announcement earlier that there was going to be limited capacity at Hoover, that was trending in a direction that was going to allow more people to go than were initially thought. I had somebody tell me today that the anticipation was the SEC was going to announce significantly increased attendance. For the SEC tournament, but not necessarily 100% capacity. Everything I'm hearing from people that would know is that they're going to be willing to sell tickets that get the ballpark
3: to 80%, 90%. So, I haven't been there, so I don't know. Just from the looks on television, how many games truly do get up to 100 The championship? Two. Maybe one or two. And the championship the- game,
2: if you've got the right teams, right, and an Alabama or Auburn game, if it happens to be in the right time slot,
4: so and they're State still Ole hanging Miss- around
2: on Thursday or Friday.
4: If State and Ole Miss were to play, you'd have it pretty close to packed. And in a normal year where LSU is better, LSU versus State, LSU versus Ole Miss would be pretty close to packed.
3: So basically, though, if you are out there considering going you can make plans because you're getting a ticket you're, you're going to be able to get in
2: yeah my guess is and and this part of it is a guess i think the biggest attended game ever at the sec tournament is about 16,000 in that 15 to 16,000 range and that is absolutely elbows and you know what that's every seat in the stands is full that's the berms are packed down in the right field line and the left field line my guess is that they would cap it somewhere in the twelve thousand or so range, and twelve thousand people at the Hoover Met is a phenomenal crowd. It looks like a completely packed house. So when Ole Miss and Mississippi State played each other in the championship game and what year was it, hey Dad, two thousand six? Is that right? Oh five, oh six. Five, five. Five, yeah. Two thousand five. That's the biggest crowd that I've ever seen in that ballpark. And it was so cool because they opened the gates. I think first pitch that day was at like three, two or three, something like evening. that. Yeah. And they opened the gates at eleven thirty or twelve, and there were hundreds of people that were lined up outside the stadium. And by the time the teams actually arrived, hour and a half, two hours before first pitch, I mean, it was this massive, massive ovation for both teams as they filed their way into the ballpark. Um, When Ole Miss and LSU played for the title in 2016 and Ole Miss won that game, it was 10,000-plus that day, and it felt like an absolutely packed house. Probably 60-40 Ole Miss fans to LSU fans. Jimbo says he attended Olvis Vandy in 2019 in the championship game. Pretty packed that day. Big crowd that day. Maybe not quite as big, but it's going to be fantastic. It's going to absolutely be fantastic. And we cannot wait to be there with you. Somebody asked yesterday, is Borky going to be at the SEC tournament this year, or are you all leaving him behind? Michael Borky is making his SEC tournament debut this coming week,
3: you fired up, board. Yeah, I am. It took six years, but, you know.
5: <laughs> Can't you I mean, just be happy? Uh, Can't just, you just uh, smile? Just be the heart,
3: happy, man! The, the, the one that, that spends the most time working on this show, out of anybody on this show, gets the shaft more often than not. So it's more of like a, you know, hey, what took so long kind of situation. But no, in all seriousness, uh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, I don't very much get excited for baseball all that often. It's just down my totem pole list of sports. I'm so excited to just sit back and watch baseball all day and then come and talk about watching baseball and then turn around and go do that again for four days. Hey, by the way, we eat pretty
2: well in Hoover as well.
3: So I hear. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Just hoping for those, try to stay away from those 8 o'clock. First pitches. Can can State make it happen for me? I don't care if well, they the win enough or lose it the 8 o'clock first pitch
2: is very doable in terms of meals and still having a great time and then staying yeah, late but, at the ballpark. It's the 5 yeah. o'clock game that's a problem.
4: Well, 5 o'clock game, you know, we're on the air. Just, I would just say, ah,
2: yeah, I'll just stay here. <laughs>
4: I've already missed uh, the first three innings. I've missed everything.
2: You want to be part of the conversation? You can. CSpire text line is open 601-879-4395 again 601-879-4395. Get ready for faster phones. CeSpire is rapidly expanding 5G as part of a billion dollar investment into their 5G and fiber networks over the next 3 years. That means more coverage, more reliability, and more speed. Learn more at cspire.com. Coming up next, David DeLucci will join us. We'll talk SEC baseball with him going into the final week. And we'll also touch on this Tony La Russa thing that is still happening in Major League Baseball. I'm a guy that played for 14 years in the big leagues and generally takes a fairly conservative approach to what he thinks is acceptable and not acceptable in terms of celebration. That's coming up next. This is Sports Talk Mississippi.
6: from the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you glass needs in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive. Crossgates, just call 601-605-4443. We're looking good so far this afternoon. No racks or breakouts, no major problems. Please buckle up, drive safe, and enjoy your afternoon. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, proudly serving the Metro since 1946. Call Smith Brothers, 601-353-5217.
7: We're giving you more this May at must of Jackson. That's right, more! More savings, more selection, more affordable payments, and more for your trade. Get 0% financing our $1,500 off new 2021 Mazda 6s. Plus, get 0% financing on new 2021 Mazda CX-5s, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And Mazda of Jackson will give you your first year of maintenance for free. Think you can't get approved? Think again. Our credit specialists are standing by to get you approved today. Because 100% credit approval is our number one goal. And we'll give you top dollar for your old vehicle, even if you don't buy a new one from us. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Bring in your current vehicle. We'll buy it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. So if you want more savings, more selection, more affordable payments, and more for your trade, then get to Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 friendly Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. See dealer for complete details
5: for your parents models.
1: Real talk for real Mississippians. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert, weekdays 10 to 1 on Super Talk Mississippi. They're rolling. You're hearing Sports Talk Mississippi. What? What? This is so awesome on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: With you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borkey, Brian Haydad, and on the Farm Bureau phone line, check out Favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Our good friend, David DeLucci. He's a color analyst and uh, co-host of Rally Cap on uh, SEC Network for ESPN and uh, college baseball writ large. He joins us right now. David, before we get into the college baseball stuff, I want to talk to you about what's happening in Major League Baseball with Tony La Russa and the White Sox and the Mercedes home run and Lance Lynn's comments. I guess we should start by saying that traditionally, and you and I talked about this in the past – you don't love bat flip, admiring home runs, pitchers strutting around the mound after strikeouts is that is that a fair way to kind of couch generally speaking how you feel about celebrating in baseball?
10: Yes, that is that is a hundred percent accurate let me let me clarify it a little bit. I do not believe in showing up the opposing player, whether it is the batter who just hit a home run. Through a bat flip or any type of celebration or the pitcher who just made a strikeout with a fist pump, screaming, yelling fake like you're shooting an arrow in a bow and arrow or any of that kind of stuff. I believe that you should not call attention upon yourself as an individual because it's a, a team sport and you must respect or you should have respect for the game and the opposition.
2: Can we agree that... If it's good for a pitcher to yell and fist bump and strut after a strikeout, that it's also okay for a batter to do it. Like it's got to either all be okay or none of it be okay. Can we agree on that part of it?
10: Yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I, I'm against. I'm against both, but but yes, I mean, if if you're going to have a, a, a which was quoted in a recap of the Arkansas game over the weekend, a quote, magnificent bat flip. <laughs> then the pitcher ought to be able to do a magnificent back tuck off the mound or a magnificent cartwheel off the mound. I mean, it's got to go both that ways. That would be right?
11: awesome, by the oh, way. Yes.
10: <laughs> but, but, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's it. if you're going to do it and you want it to be acceptable, you have to be okay with the opposing player or the opposing pitcher equaling or bettering what you're going to do. And I would find that 99% of the players out there are going to have an issue with it. So if you don't like the other guy doing it, then you shouldn't be able to do it to him.
2: All right, so this most recent controversy in Chicago with the White Sox. White Sox are winning big. They're a really good baseball team. Opponent brings in a position player to pitch, and on a 3-0, Mercedes hits a home run. And he celebrates and all of that good stuff and everything seems to be okay until um, the manager, Tony La Russa, calls out your mean Mercedes himself saying that it was wrong and now has called out Lance Lynn, who was quoted as saying the more I play this game, the more those unwritten rules have gone away. And Tony La Russa about his best starting pitcher says Lance has a locker I have an office. I don't agree. Mm-hmm. What, what is Tony LaRussa doing?
10: Uh, well, he, he is he's not going to be labeled as a player's manager anytime soon. That's for sure. I mean, that's <laughs> kind of like rule. That, it, that's an unwritten rule in itself, right there, is not to throw your own team under the bus. So, I mean, he broke that unwritten rule. But yeah, I, I kind of agree with Lance Lynn. But but uh, there is some of that statement that I take. Issue with as well because, you know, I, I get it. Lance Lynn was saying if you, if you put a position player to pitch, then the rules go out the window and it's all open. But I, I feel like as a hitter, as a former hitter, the job of the pitcher, and I don't care if it's a position player or a regular pitcher, is to strike me out or get me out. He has three balls and, and three or actually four balls and three strikes to do that. If the pitcher in fault of his own, or carelessness of his own gets to 30 that doesn't mean he's still he's going to stop trying to get me out so why should i stop trying to get the hit because if you get out if he, if you take that pitch and it's 3-1 and let's say you take another one or you foul it off you're 3-2 you're battling for your life so why should i give up my at bat and the opportunity, it's hard enough to get a hit. The, the batter fails 70% of the time and becomes an all-star and a Hall of Famer. So you, more often than not, I don't care if it's a position player or a BP fastball, you're going to get out. Why does it matter if he swung at three zero? The pitcher got himself in that count anyway. It's not the batter's fault. So I take issue in that. And, I, and actually, I hit a game-winning home run against the Reds off of Danny Graves on a 3-0 uh, count as well. And uh, I don't care what the score is, and I don't care what the situation is. We saw it earlier this year with Fernando Tatis, and his own manager threw him under the bus, and manager for the Rangers, Chris Woodard, uh, had a problem with it too. And, and it wasn't Tatis' fault that he got the three zero count. And he did what every single hitter should, is stay aggressive and get a pitch to hit. It doesn't matter if it's three zero or 3-2. You should still be able to swing away or else make a rule where you have to put the bat on the ground, and you cannot swing for a strike.
2: That was the best and most subtle, humble brag I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I hit a 3-0 off the guy from the Reds, Danny Graves, a few years ago. It was a (laughs) game-winner in the major leagues. No big deal. You know I I love you, my man. I
11: don't know
10: how how else to put it. It, it, the, The pitcher is trying to get you out. He has a certain amount of pitches to do that. It's not my fault. He couldn't throw a strike in the three pitches that he offered me. So it's not fair. I mean, this is, this is where we're at, man. We're, we're, we're at a point in sports and society where you're supposed to lay down and let the guy catch up. I tell you what, if it's 17 to nothing out there, make a rule where we have to spot the team 10 runs and bring them back in the ball game. Let's lay down and give them some runs. I mean, this is a joke. This is getting out of salty. Control.
2: I like it. Hey, I want to put you in the batter's yes. box right now. All right, we're, I'm putting you in the batter's box in an in, in the SEC championship game. You're you're since you played for Ole Miss, let's let's say you're playing for Ole Miss, and you have to come up with a base hit in the bottom of the ninth inning to win the game. And it's going to come off either Kevin Cops for Arkansas or Landon Sims hmm. for Mississippi State. You, had, you have mm. to pick one of those two guys to put your best swing on it and try to get a game-winning hit. Who would you rather face?
10: Ooh, that is, that is tough. Well, I'm going to go with Kevin Copps, and, and both of those guys have a similar ERA, similar strikeout rate. Uh, but I'm going to go with Copps because Copps is very similar in the offering that he has on that cutter to Mariana Rivera. I've faced Mariana Rivera, except Copps doesn't throw it at 95 miles an hour it's a little less and by having to prepare for for mariano rivera i kind of know the approach that i would take for cops and i would just dial in on that one pitch landon sims on the other hand pretty tremendous fastball 97 miles an hour but he also has a devastating change of slider so you wouldn't know what's coming next on him but i could sit on that cutter and kevin cops and actually back off of the plate i would I would back off the plate about three inches toward the first base side because I'm a lefty. I'd choke up on the bat like Luis Gonzalez did in the 2001 World Series and, uh, and try to punch that sucker into the outfield somewhere.
2: I have confidence you would get it done.
10: Oh, you should. I, I, I definitely
2: <laughs> <would>. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful those guys are trying to get to the show you've uh you've been there hey I'm sure you saw the news earlier today 100% capacity if states allow it for the baseball and softball postseason how good does that sound
10: man that that is that is so incredible uh, such wonderful news right now I think you know we we are the fans are trickling in old miss in mississippi state has been in full capacity and you turn on the tv in other areas and it's not so much and now to know that it's it's wide open i think of all the fan bases and all the exciting uh fans that that are out around this country that can't wait to support their team there's some uh New regeneration in Knoxville. The the Tennessee fan base is coming out, and they're going to be supportive as well. So I think they're going to travel. I think you're going to see tailgating at its finest. I'm just so happy that we can all get out to a baseball field and smell the smell of grass and the barbecue pits and the popcorn and hear that little aluminum bat ping when the ball makes contact. And I think the world will kind of go a little bit more toward normalcy when we get some sunshine and some foul balls uh, hit to us on the on the the berms. It's it, life is good, and it's going to get even better when that opportunity comes up.
2: Amen and well said. Hey, thirty seconds, and then we're up against a hard break. Is the SEC tournament wide open?
10: The SEC tournament is wide open. I think you're going to see these teams go in there and uh, new teams, new blood, Bama, Tennessee. They're all trying to win it. There's no more preparing for the regionals. These games mean way too much. There's too much on the line, such as hosting and national seeds. And the competition is better than it's ever been. This is going to be an incredible, incredible venue.
2: Can't wait to see you in Hoover next week, my friend.
10: Yep. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Throw me that cutter and see what I'll do with it. David
2: DeLucci, the one and only. <laughs> Sports Talk Mississippi. He joins us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Quick time out, and we will be right back.
12: the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center. I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, partly sunny skies, 50-50 shot of rain, high near 83. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 66. Your Thursday, a 30% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 85. And for your finally Friday, a slight chance of showers, sunny skies, high near 86. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com.
9: Hi, this is Dale Danks with Danks, Miller & Corey. With more than 100 years of combined experience, we have the expertise to handle even the most complicated matters. When you need a lawyer to fight for you, don't compromise. Contact us online at DanksMillerCorey.com.
13: Garden Mama here to ask, what about your trees, Hmm. Everybody like me who has big trees in their landscape needs a tree service, and mine is Matthew's Tree Service, the metro area's oldest residential tree service. They're licensed, insured, and ready to consult with you about damaged trees and healthy ones, too. Listen to your mama now and call Matthew's for free estimates in the greater Jackson metro area. Call 601-316-8584. Matthew's Tree Service.
5: I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News.
14: The group behind an effort to expand Medicaid in Mississippi through a ballot initiative has suspended its campaign. Following Friday's ruling from the state Supreme Court, Healthcare for Mississippi stated that they'll cease operations until there is once again a functional ballot measure process in Mississippi. When that will happen remains to be seen as Governor Tate Reeves mulls over a potential special session to change the necessary language to reinstate the initiative process. And Mississippi is in line to receive over $1.8 billion in COVID relief funds. Recently on Coast View with Ricky Matthews, Senator Jeremy England issued a word of caution regarding one-time money.
8: You know, down here on the coast, we know after Katrina, when you have one-time money that comes in, you have to be careful how you spend that, because you could end up costing yourself more money in the long run than not.
14: Stephen Gagliano, Talk Mississippi News.
8: Are
18: we going to do this?
1: Back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Keep
8: rolling. Three, two, one.
1: Super Talk Mississippi.
2: There is something that has been in the works for quite some time that has been... Incredibly top secret in SEC circles, if you listened really, really closely a few months ago, you perhaps heard us allude to this being a possibility. It was announced today that the SEC is providing each of its 14 member universities a $23 million supplemental revenue distribution to help mitigate the financial impact from the COVID-19 pandemic. The SEC is using future conference revenues to provide the one-time supplement for the regular 2021 fiscal year distributions that will be made to SEC athletic programs. Greg Sankey said the extraordinary circumstances produced by the global pandemic have presented colleges and universities with an unprecedented disruption to their programs and budgets. This supplemental revenue distribution will help ensure each SEC member will continue to provide high levels of support to its student-athletes. The distribution is designed to help offset a portion of lost revenue that each campus experienced while operating in the COVID-19 environment. This number is staggering. Revenue shortfalls varied across SEC members but averaged approximately 45 million dollars per SEC program. Each school can use the supplemental funds at their own discretion, but the expectation is that they will be used to maintain each school's historically high standards for academic, athletic, medical, nutritional, and mental health support for student-athletes, and to help offset the significant costs associated with COVID testing during the past year. The SEC worked with Truist Securities and Regions Capital Markets to arrange the funding. Uh, There was a line in here that popped. Let's see, it's... um, Future increases in media rights revenue will facilitate the supplemental distribution. Beginning in 2025, the SEC will allocate a portion of the media rights fees to be received by the conference to fund the supplemental distribution. The SEC projects that its annual distribution to each school will still increase in 2025 and beyond, even after a portion of the new revenue is reallocated. That's a lot of money. It's 23 million times 14 schools. That's $322 million that the SEC is fronting that will i mean it will have to be paid back but it's not so much being paid back in the terms of we're writing you a check it's being paid back in the ter- in in the sense that hey we're going to be giving you a bunch of money and that money is still going to get larger in the coming years it's just going to get a little less larger than it would have because we're going to ease some of the pain right now that is a remarkable financial position that this conference is in to be able to Pull
11: this off.
3: I should they spend it all on recruits. <laughs> that's
4: that's that's what I would do. I mean, and like not even like beyond what what jo- the joke there. Yes. That, all that needs to like be put into football at at every school, maybe not Alabama, but and just, you know, get your facilities going there. Everything top notch. It's twenty three million dollars.
3: This is, um, or buy out Gus Malzon. One of the two. Well, yeah,
4: if you're Auburn, you're like, look, we'd love to spend this, but we've got this other stuff. It's earmarked for
3: over here. Auburn is now broken even on Gus Malzon. Wow. Thanks, SEC. That's a great way to look at that, too. All right. Balance the checkbook. We're good.
2: We're good. Amanda in Pike County says, where did the money come from? Where would they pull it? Um if I'm reading this correctly and, and it was kind of vague language at the end it sounds to me like the SEC got some sort of a loan or a credit line through Truist and Regions an Bank um and they're advancing the money and then the money will be paid back over time I don't think that the league office had just an extra 322 million lying around in a slush fund that they could distribute a mill here, a mill there, you know. Here a mill, there a mill, everywhere a mill, mill. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's uh, that's pretty significant. And you're already operating on a really large media distribution that is going to go up significantly when the new deal with ESPN kicks in. But instead of going from what. 45 million now to 55 million maybe in 2025 it goes from 45 million to 52 million or 51 million whatever the number is and then the schools have that distribution reduced for 3 or 4 years until the 14 million is made whole just feels like a really big win the the one behind the scenes thing that's fascinating to me that i heard a long time ago in this was that there were two or three schools that were not interested in receiving the distribution that were in such good shape financially that they you know they were able to cover the shortfall themselves and didn't need a quote unquote loan from the league and that was that idea was stamped out very very quickly that this would not be a loan that it would be an advance on future revenues and all 14 schools would be getting the money. And if you don't like it, well, get over it.
3: If you don't like it, you get it. Alabama. Um, who else? Because LSU
2: Georgia, can't be. Georgia. Great. Nah, Georgia. Georgia's the top of the list. I would tell you. LSU,
4: well, they're going to have so many buyouts to pay out in the next year. They need that money. So Yeah. And it, they better pay on time, otherwise it's tacked under the principal and Paulie and Silvio show up at your house. You don't want that.
3: I think we should take revenue away from Alabama. That's what we should do. You, you want to add competitive balance in college football? Distribute revenue based on the previous year's results. Vanderbilt gets the most money. Alabama gets the least amount of money. Because you can't... There, there's obviously no draft. Well, okay. Okay. There's a draft, but it's under-the-table draft. You know what I mean? Um, but we should do it that way. Maybe that'll create some competitive balance.
4: Who would you take hmm. first?
3: With the number one overall pick? The Vanderbilt Commodores take. <laughs> Arch Manning. Oh, oh,
4: we're doing it from recruits or we're doing it from like current players? I thought we just put everybody in the player pool here.
2: Oh, oh okay. I got you. you. You were doing it
3: with current players. I thought you meant from a recruiting standpoint. Ooh. Well, if you got so, to draft, if you were starting a college football team tomorrow, and you got to draft SEC? a current college football player, well, do just SEC, who would it be?
4: I mean, you got to start with a quarterback, so either Daniels or Corral, right? <laughs> Ooh. That's a big question. That's like a whole show. <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah, I think you start with a quarterback, but if you tried to convince me that the baddest defensive lineman in the land was the number one pick, I'm not sure that I'd argue with you.
4: I wouldn't go too far down that road, yeah. I mean I, I would I would try who would that be though this year? I don't I'll have know about that flavor de jour on that one is.
2: Kind of think they're going to have some dudes, uh, Borky. Somebody says that sounds like a bit of a form of socialism
3: that you're promoting. Well, first of all, I'm joking. Second of all, then you need to be 110 percent in support of players benefiting from their name, image, and likeness.
4: Also, sports is socialism. In case nobody's noticed. Yeah, I mean, who We're, just we got are to all pick comrades in the S- We are all comrades in
2: the SEC. Everybody's Jeff says Greg Sankey hands out stimulus checks just like Joe Biden. Yeah, but it's not
4: quite the same thing. I'm, I, I don't, we don't get to see any of that, you know.
3: Hey, if we want to do another round of stimulus, I want to buy my chicken coop, so come on, Joe. Well, we're getting. you're getting that child tax credit in July. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, I so guess I should probably if, use Richard it on... Richard and
4: I are making a little money on that one. We're making some good money.
3: Should probably actually use it on the kid, but... You know, what are the details on the child tax credit? Three hundred bucks per uh, kid.
4: It uh, Depends on how old they are, though. Yeah, you don't have yeah, a minor. Minor, yet, minor, yeah. Minor, right. two
3: fifty a piece.
4: No, it's, it's not seventeen. It's like eleven or so. Well, like, seventeen minor, I
3: eliminates I think, it altogether. Yeah, I get like two
4: fifty. Richard is going to get. I don't know. How old is your oldest, Richard? Eleven. I think you get like one for two fifty, and the other two will be three hundred a piece.
2: What's the rationale behind this? People need money. That's what jobs are for. I was going to say, what? What if? What if we just went to work and <laughs> earned money? To get hey the that we needed for our kids. I work. <laughs> I'll take some money. Yeah, but I mean, it, there's not a tree that produces this money. We are borrowing money, money from ourselves. That we don't have paper
3: comes from trees. We talking about? <laughs> That's just science. There. See, I like this idea from Evan: a college football draft. I. I don't know if I'd go quarterback with the the first pick if we're just doing SEC.
18: Ooh. All right.
3: I don't I don't know. There's is only this? two It's only two proven commodities though. True. Oh no, you just gotta to get ask, one of them. Bryce Young is just already the greatest quarterback in college football. He's 5-7. Time.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at
6: supertalk.fm. From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving glass needs. They're in Ridgeland and Brandon. Call 601-605-4443 for all your glass needs. They're locally owned and operated with free mobile service in the tri county area. Outside of some uh, after-school traffic here and there, we're looking pretty good. No wrecks or breakouts. No major problems so far for the drive home. go up, drive safe, have a great afternoon. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best for us you. Call Smith Brothers 601-353-5217.
9: Hi, I'm Dale Danks with the Danks, Miller & Corey Firm. Our office represents clients and businesses across Mississippi. If you need a lawyer you can trust and who will fight for you, don't compromise. Danks, Miller & Corey, online at DanksMillerCorey.com. Here's
20: Uncle Cy.
3: What's your favorite kind of bug?
20: Oh, I don't have a favorite bug. Me and bugs don't get along. The scariest one to me is the big spiders. They had spiders in Vietnam so big that when they made their web, it would stick you. Okay, and hold you there, and here comes a giant spider. What do you think about that? Scary, ain't it? If you want the real story about pest control, call Havard Pest Control Incorporated. The professional bug exterminator. The
7: name to trust for over 65 years, and Havard Pest Control.
1: At Havard Pest Control, their number one goal is customer satisfaction. Havard understands that everyone's pest control needs are different. That's why they offer a wide variety of services to protect your home against all kinds of pest and termite invasions. When it comes to keeping your home and family safe against
12: all kinds of pests, trust Havard. Havard pest. Visit havardpest.com or call 601 936 0309. 601 936 0309. G3 Services is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super
21: Talk, Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's Handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10
8: till noon.
1: Find out what's happening in Mississippi politics and what it means to you on the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 on Super Talk Mississippi. Come on. Super Talk Mississippi. Check the side. Are you ready? Yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi.
2: Texting with a buddy who is far smarter than me, is a uh, broker and a financial advisor, said that the child tax credit is a pre-refund for the child tax credit that you would normally file on your income taxes. Instead of getting the write-off, it's a monthly check that they will pay you. Sliding scale, $300 for kids under 6, $250 for kids 6 through 17, there is an income cap, and the numbers are based Richard. on adjusted gross income on your tax return. Say
4: what? Well, ne- never mind then, Richard. You won't be getting any money because, as we oh, all shut know, up. you're already rich. Jeez.
2: It's, it's
3: literally rough. in your name. It, it is in your name. Rich
2: erd. Jason says, who's complaining about stimulus checks? Good grief. Let's think about this for a second. Every adult gets a few bucks to blow someplace, or we pay for the wing of another F-22 that they'll cancel 10 minutes after it's built.
3: i put it all on Dogecoin. Or Dogecoin. Doge. So, to the moon. That, something Except not so Thursday. much as of late. Yeah, yeah but buy the dips, man. I don't I don't know
4: what happened. I just saw people were freaking out and then other people weren't freaking
3: out. Yeah, I get all my advice on Twitter. Tom Brady said just keep buying the dips, so never
4: doubt touchdown Tom Brady. Yeah, see if if Brady's a financial advice.
3: If Brady's buying the dips on crypto, then I should buy the dips on crypto. He's gonna live till he's 150. It's
4: true. All he eats is a strawberry and a lettuce leaf every day. Kale leaf. Yeah, whatever. It's a green vegetable. <laughs> they all taste the same, probably. Yeah, I see, is, and I'm like just nothing.
3: like Brady. I'm growing kale in my yard right now, so I'm already halfway Are there. Just like him, yeah. just like him, Michael. He, he, he only has every bit. He only has seven more Super Bowls than me, so it's true. It's true. And seven hundred million dollars more. <laughs> Oh, that's probably a conservative estimate. That's a very conservative <laughs> estimate. I mean, it's easy to have more money than me right now. You know the old saying goes, if somebody robs me, they're just practicing? I'm not even worried about my credit card information getting stolen anymore because he's going to go to Walmart and grab a TV. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
2: Oh, man. Hey, coming up in the four o'clock hour, we're going to be busy. Ben Ingram from the Atlanta Braves Radio Network, the radio play by play voice, the Braves will join us. Is there hope for the Braves? NL East is a bit of a mess. Can Atlanta play better than they have been playing? And is it a bad idea to use your fist to punch a bench? We'll get into all of those things with uh, Ben Ingram. And Jim Richmond from C Spire will join us. We'll talk more about the C Spire Outstanding Player Awards that will be uh, given out on Monday. This coming Monday, May 24th, is when the Connerly Trophy, the Howell Trophy, the Gillum Trophy, and the... Hold on. Baseball. Oh, jeez. I can say the the Ferris award. The Ferris Ferris Trophy. Sorry. Just uh, doing that off the top of my head. We'll talk to uh, Jim about that. I don't think he's going to tell us who the winners are, but we can ask. He'll probably say there's some auditing firm that has the answers and the envelopes are still sealed and he doesn't know. We'll try. We'll, We'll ask him. College football fix today, week 10 in our week-by-week schedule reveal of some of the biggest games, the games that we are most looking forward to this afternoon. Hey, what would you think about what DeLucci said? So he was like, I'm anti-bat flip, anti-stare at home runs, anti-strut around the mound. But then I felt like he kind of changed his tune on the
3: whole thing a little bit. Well, because this is different. Hey, this is, The whole unwritten rules, he's like, mm, yeah, come on, man. Yeah, that's the thing. This wasn't a bat flip. Now, he, he took his time around the bases a little bit, but it looks like that's not really a guy that's known for his speed. So his jog is probably a you know, quick walk for most guys. Me and him both. Um, but th- that's the thing. That's not a celebration deal. He gets served up a meatball and sends it 450 feet over the center field wall. And his coach not only says that he will be punished within his organization after he gets thrown at the next day his manager, I said coach, his manager says that the other team was right in throwing at his own player it'd be different so I'm anti running up the score like when Alabama plays Mercer, Sabin doesn't really do this but just for an example, if Alabama, they play Mercer this year I think in week 2, at some point they're playing Mercer If they're throwing in the fourth quarter up 60 points, I don't like that. Because that team doesn't belong on the field with you. You know, run the football up the middle three times while taking every second of the play clock and get out of there. When it's professional sports, sorry, if you get a meatball, hit it. That's your job. So you get paid millions for.
2: And a lot of these guys have bonuses that are tied to home runs and tied to batting average and tied to number of at-bats. I thought the way DeLucci described it made a lot of sense. The pitcher doesn't stop trying to get me out just because the count is 3-0. and Why should I concede a strike if there is a hittable pitch just because the count is 3-0? and
3: and it's a 28-year-old rookie as well. He's got a really cool story. and It took him forever to get there. Sports Talk
2: Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Ben Ingram from the Braves Radio Network joins us next on the Farm Bureau phone line.
1: You're listening to WFMN 4 Jackson,
17: Supertalk Mississippi, powered
23: You're by your professionals
1: Super Super at talk, Pros online
23: at, at you I'm Rich Denison. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says the military offensive in the Gaza Strip will continue despite a call from President Biden to wind the operation down. The White House says the
14: President told the Prime Minister this morning that he expected to see a significant de-escalation today. It's the first public split between the U.S. and Israel since the fighting flared.
23: Fox's Simon Owen in London. A trial is underway for 24-year-old Christian Rivera, accused of killing 20-year-old Iowa College student Molly Tibbetts. Tibbetts was out for her daily jog in Brooklyn, Iowa in July 2018 when she vanished. An intense
0: manhunt lasted for weeks until police say Rivera led them to Tibbetts' body in a
23: cornfield and confessed to gruesome details of Tibbetts' death and dragging her body into that field. Fox's Matt Finn in Davenport, Iowa. America's listening to Fox News.
12: Spring is in full bloom at Gaddis & McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Join Weekend Gardening's Nellie Neal, their garden mama, and the rock and roll handyman show's Buddy Slowick as they broadcast live Saturday, May the 22nd from Gaddis & McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. There'll be big, big savings throughout the store along with fun, food, and live music from Rodney and Gerald Moore as they preview the big Makita Power Tools sales event and the arrival of the Makita Cruiser on Thursday, May 27th. That's Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown
9: Bolton.
14: I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Discussing the Initiative 65 ruling, former U.S. Attorney Mike Hurst tells Super Talk that the Supreme Court made the right decision from a constitutional standpoint.
8: No
2: matter how fervent you are for marijuana or against
17: marijuana, we have to go back to the Constitution and we have to give effect to the words of the Constitution. Otherwise, words don't mean anything. The initiative process was thrown
14: out after a failure to update the loss of a congressional. Seat after the 2000 census. And a Starkville physician has been sentenced for obtaining and distributing foreign drugs to patients. Benjamin Franklin Sanford Jr. was sentenced to three years of probation for receiving misbranded drugs and distributing them with the intent to defraud his patients. He was also ordered to forfeit over $105,000, pay a fine of $95,000, and restitution of over $377,000. For more on these stories, visit supertalk.fm.
12: I remember when they began to unload the body, I looked and I saw the biggest box I'd ever seen in my life. And I realized that that box
11: had my baby's body in it.
14: That was Mamie Till Mobley during an interview on NBC in 1985 on the 30th anniversary of Emmett Till's death. Now, actor Will Smith and rapper Jay-Z have teamed up for a television series that will air next season on ABC called Women of the Movement, which will tell the story of Till's mother. And last night, both Ole Miss and Mississippi State played their final home games of the regular season. For the Rebels, their regional hosting resume took a hit as they fell to UT Martin nine 7 ahead of this weekend's regular season finale on the road at Georgia. Mississippi State took down Jacksonville State 6-1 to in five innings as the game was called due to rain in Starkville.
16: Jake Mangum here.
13: To all the folks
2: in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show.
7: We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk, Mississippi 97.3.
1: It's big. Brace yourself. Sports Talk,
7: Mississippi, covering
1: your Mississippi teams with live reports from the games and practices on Super Talk, Mississippi.
2: talk mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm thanks for being with us on this wednesday afternoon middle of the week richard cross michael borky and brian haydad and we go back to the farm bureau phone line right now to visit with one of our favorites the voice of the atlanta braves Ben Ingram joins us right now. Braves getting after it tonight, 720 Eastern, 620 Central time when they host the New York Mets. The Mets are leading the National League East, Atlanta four games below 400 or below 500, but just four games out of first place as well. A little bit of a mixed bag with the way this division has played so far this season, Ben.
21: It's been a weird division, and I think that's fortunate for any team that's not the Mets because you've got plenty of time to come back and climb your way to the top of the division. And for the Braves, you're just going to be healthy at the same time. And the fortunate thing is, you're not in the West or one of these other divisions where you've got a team that's taken off. So it's been a really weird division, and I think that really benefits the Braves and the Nationals and the Marlins right now.
2: So you mentioned health. I mean, do you think that's the biggest thing that you point to, or is there something else going on?
21: No, I think there are a few things going on. I think first and foremost, you need to be healthy, and the Braves just have not had their full stride as far as health goes. But I think you're looking for some other things as well. I mean, what we saw out of this ball club last year was a team that was very good offensively. I think this team has had a really tough time finding their stride offensively this year. I don't think you can pin that on one or two guys. I think there are a multitude of guys Uh, that just have not been able to do what you expected them to do. I think that's a big part of it. I think the bullpen has been a really big part of it. There have been plenty of nights where we've kind of talked about this uh, in the booth before, about how it feels like when they lose, they're losing the exact same way every night, where you might have a tie game or even a lead into the seventh or eighth inning of a ball game, and then the next thing you know, the bullpen is giving up a home run, or there's a wild pitch, or there's too many walks. It's just one of those things, and altogether, you you would just say it's just inconsistency. And it's really hard to win in in Major League Baseball in 2021 with an inconsistent bullpen, and that was one of the strengths of the ball club last year. I think on the mound, when it comes to the rotation, they've been really good over the last few weeks. uh, But when you're handing a lead or a tie ball game to a bullpen that's inconsistent, I mean, you're just throwing darts at that point, and that's a place where they really have to get better.
2: Ben, true or false, when you use your hands to make a living, it is a bad idea to punch an immovable object?
21: It is a very, very bad decision. I think about uh, Bull Durham. I mean, the first lesson that, that Nucle Luce learned was if you're going to punch something, punch with your non-throwing hand. Mm. Um, And that's adding, obviously, a little bit of uh, comedic value to this. I know it's not funny at all to watch Gary Noah, but uh, that's a guy that has been really, really good. And he's a guy that the Braves knew had a good arm, but I don't think we knew he could be this and have one bad outing uh, and come in and and ruin the next few months of your season by, by punching a bench. Uh, it, it's definitely something that you hope that you learn from, but at the same time, you would hope that that's something that you wouldn't have to go through uh, the bad part of that in order to learn from something like that. You got to know that that's your most valuable asset is your is your pitching hand, and you don't need to be punching anything. Um, there are clubhouses across Major League Baseball where they have. Uh, room set up with punching bags, or basically a frustration room. There, I don't, I don't know <laughs> what that looks like here, but I I've, I've heard stories about there being rooms where certain things exist, and maybe some bats in there where you can destroy something if you want. I don't know if they have that here or not, uh, but it wouldn't be a bad idea next go around anytime he gets mad.
2: Maybe like that exhibit at the county fair where they have the old beat up car where you can you know pay a dollar and get a swing at it with a sledgehammer. That might not be That's a bad in that- stadium deal
21: anything would be a better idea than punching the bench. That's never going to be a a good idea. I think it was Randy Johnson who took a baseball bat to a toilet at one point. Uh, So there's a a lot of great stories when it comes to that, but all those stories are better than punching anything with your pitching hand.
2: A baseball bat to a toilet feels like that might be fairly gratifying if you were trying to blow some steam off.
21: I can tell you this. I've worked in construction, and if you're destroying anything, the porcelain toilet's definitely the top of the list because you feel like E-Man destroying that thing. He's got stuff going everywhere.
2: (laughs) Ben Ingram, he is the radio play-by-play voice of the Atlanta Braves. So what's the buzz around the big leagues about this, uh, you mean Mercedes, hits a 3-0 home run, gets thrown out the next day, and the guy that absolutely does not have his back is his manager, the 76-year-old Tony La Russa.
21: It is interesting. I don't know that I've spoken with anybody. We we're just talking about this about, I don't know, 45 minutes ago, me and some of the other guys who do TV. And, you know, I thought their point was really good. I, and here's what I respect about La Russa. I respect, obviously, what he's accomplished. I respect that he's been a winner in one World Series championships. He's an All-of-Famer. And I also respect that in the face of everybody's opinion being against him, he's still staying pat with his original opinion. I, I think that's refreshing in terms of uh, this day and age where people are so easily swayed by the masses. However, I don't agree with what he's saying. Um, I thought it was interesting that he would go publicly against his team, and I think the best point, as, as like I mentioned, we were having this conversation. Nick Green, who's on TV here with us and played uh, multiple years in the big leagues, he said these guys don't know who Tony La, La Russa is from the standpoint of managing with the A's, managing with the Cardinals, being in yeah. the Hall of Fame. This guy's 76 years old, and that's not a knock on him, but at the same time, it is his job and any other manager's job to adapt to his players rather than the players having to adapt to him. And I know that's kind of a, a butting of heads when it comes to uh, an old-school method versus a new-school method. And I think maybe both sides could give a little bit of ground, perhaps. But he has to understand that it is different now than it was 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago. Uh, the good news for them is that they're playing really good baseball. mean, they're 10 games over five they they've won more games than anybody else in the league. Uh, and they got really good players. And it, it it does seem like a little bit of a mismatch when it came to picking him to manage that ball club. So we'll see if they continue to win in spite of that. I don't think that it's all that rare to see a manager disagree with his players, but but publicly saying the things that he has said, look, the guy's managed a lot more than I ever have in the big leagues, and he's accomplished more than I ever will. But then at the same time, to me, that was a curious move. And, I, and that's not one that I'm used to seeing because that didn't happen – Uh, In Atlanta, when, when Bobby Cox was here for so many years, that has not happened under Snit. It doesn't happen other places where you see a player struggling and the media asks about said player and the manager is so quick to come to their back. I'll give you an example. I just asked Brian Snitker about Dansby Swanson today, who I think is three for his last 30 with 16 strikeouts. And the mm. first thing that Snit answered was, "Was well, he's been saving us so many runs defensively, he's going to figure it out. That's what you're used to hearing. And, yeah. and I think when it comes to managing a team, that's what the players would hope that you would say and have their back. So this is completely radical, I think, compared to what we're used to hearing.
2: And, and Ben, you know what's interesting to me is not only did he not have the back of uh, Jeremy Mercedes, but kind of takes a shot at Lance Lynn because he didn't like what Lance Lynn said about the situation. He doubled
21: down on it today. I mean, for him to, to to go back and double down on it is one thing. But for him to come out against a veteran pitcher, uh, and Lance Lynn has been a good pitcher for a long time in this league. He's not some Johnny-come-lately who just came up from A and is the next big prospect. He's, he's accomplished in the big leagues. And for him to say that Lance Lynn has a locker and I have an office, we, we know what you've accomplished. We understand that. And I respect everything that Tony La Russa has done in this game. He's definitely one of the greatest managers in the history of the game. That doesn't mean that you can't be wrong. Uh, that Man. doesn't mean that you, that you can't handle a room the wrong way. And I think he handled the room the wrong way with that bunch.
2: Ben, back to the Braves for a second. Um, if, if you're looking for a turning point, is there, is there a mark on the calendar where you think, okay, hey, health wise, kind of get everybody back. Things start moving in the right direction. Is there a date or a week or a spot on the calendar that you circle and you go, I haven't played great. It's still a talented ball club. This is when I think things are really going to start to turn.
21: Yeah, two days really come to my mind when it comes to that. And I know we're coming out of last year and everything was upside down last season, but over 162, to me there's a is a first uh date that's in my mind and a second. The first is June is June 1. Once you okay. pass Memorial Day and you've got the first two months of the season down, I think at that point you really understand who your competitors are, who's real. Uh, what teams are going to be having a good season? What teams just aren't having the season that they thought they might have? To me, that's a real indicator. Looking at the standings in April and May, sure, it might be fun. That's what we do. We're used to, to doing that in our eyes, just going to the standings when it comes to keeping up with Major League Baseball. But anything before June 1, to me, can kind of be brushed aside. Uh, I've seen it so many times where there will be a team that is playing their best baseball in August and September, and they might not have even been on the radar come uh, May the 1st. I mean, you do have teams that go wire to wire. There are plenty of teams that have done that over the course of Major League history. But I just go back two years ago and look at where the Nationals were come June 1. Uh, they were 19-41 and 41 or whatever it was. They were having a terrible season. They ended up winning the World Series. So to me, that's the first real wake-up call, if you will, Uh, And your next kind of, um, I guess if if you want to use like a snooze button analogy, the next alarm that goes off in my mind is going right into the All-Star break. If you're not really hitting that gear by the All-Star break, to me it's hard to come out of the All-Star break and find it all of a sudden with two-plus months left in the season. After the All-Star break, you've only got about ten weeks left of the year. So maybe you're not where you want to be, but I think you really need to be trending in that direction and having it all come together by then. And to me, those are the, the two alarms that go off in my mind when it comes to sizing up where a team might be and maybe where you're expecting them to be by the end of the season.
2: Well, we'll see how it all shakes out. Certainly is going to be interesting to watch. Ben, always appreciate your time. Have a great call tonight. We'll talk to you soon.
21: Will do Thanks for having me, Richard.
2: That's Ben Ingram. He is the radio play-by-play voice of the Atlanta Braves, the Braves radio network. Always kind with his time. Interesting insight into this Braves team that has struggled. 19-23, and 23 uh, just a little past the uh, the quarter pole of the Major League Baseball season. Sports Talk Mississippi. I'll
6: talk with Jim Richmond next. from the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive. Cross gates. just call 601-605-4443. Outside of some minor slowdowns, 20 westbound at Gallatin, we're looking pretty good so far for the drive home. No wrecks or breakdowns causing any major problems. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, proudly serving the Metro since 1946. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217.
11: This year, we have all worked together to get through one of the toughest times in American history. At Car Care Clinic, we extend our thanks to all the essential workers who helped keep the world turning. Now we can see the light at the end of the tunnel as life is beginning to return to normal. Car Care Clinic continues our commitment to great service you can depend on for brakes, alignments, tune ups, check engine light diagnostics, tires, and we encourage guests to remain in their vehicles during our 28 point full service oil changes. Locally owned and operated, Car Care Clinic has been a business you can trust for great service and great results for over 40 years. And we offer a 10% discount for women every Wednesday, and military seniors and all first responders every Thursday. Visit any of our convenient locations, or for savings, Go to ccjl.com. Car Care Clinic. We want to change your oil, not your schedule.
9: Nobody cares like the car care clinic for your automobile.
19: This is Brent Callaway. Since 1954, Callaways has been family owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, just south of Germantown High. Callaways has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. From trees, shrubs, and color plants to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Callaways has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture. With all the new 2021 collections in stock and arriving, a farmer's market is open, full of fresh fruits, vegetables, and local honey and the best tomatoes in town. Callaways will have farm-fresh produce seven days a week. Calloway's offers bulk soils for delivery and pickup. We also offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. From a small job to a total transformation, just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaways in Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High.
11: Callaways is. Calloways is
21: Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven
1: point three.
20: Let the broadcasting of the disturbed
1: continue. Sports Talk Mississippi, Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi on this Wednesday afternoon, middle of the week. Don't forget, you can text the show on the C Spire text line at 601-879-4395. Again, 601-879-4395. Speaking of C Spire, Jim Richmond joins us right now. He's vice president of marketing at C Spire. And is going to join us to talk a little bit about the C Spire Outstanding Player Awards Jim, normally in a, uh, I don't know, a non-COVID year or a non-crazy time, these are spread out through the course of the year. We do, uh, we do the Connerly Trophy award at the end of the football season and then the basketball awards, the Ferris, uh, excuse me, the Howell Trophy and Gillum trophies at the end of hoops. And then it's about the right time for the Ferris Trophy, but uh, a little bit different this year.
25: Yeah, no no doubt. Uh great great to be with you and uh, really excited about the upcoming uh ceasefire outstanding player awards, but it is different. You're right. I mean it's uh, for any of your your listeners who have attended these before, obviously just like you said, we typically host them right at the conclusion of that particular season. But COVID uh you know throws a curveball and that's okay. Uh, we came up with this idea to roll all of the trophies into this one uh, virtual show, which will be, uh, uh, be putting on uh, Monday at, at noon. So we're, we're excited about it. I mean, it's different, uh, but we like that uh, from an opportunity standpoint, because typically we host the events. In, uh, in Jackson, we have taken some of them on the road, kind of rotated them around the state. Uh, but regardless, uh, when you do it virtually, uh, there's a lot uh, more, uh, a bigger opportunity for a lot more folks to, uh, you know, to join us. And so uh, we think that we'll have a pretty good crowd online uh, Monday. And uh, again, it's uh, kind of new, different, but, but we like it. I think it's going to work well.
2: And Jim, this is a little bit of a milestone year. The first time Seaspire and the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame partnered up to give out one of these awards, 1996. That was the original Seaspire Connerly Trophy. We're talking a quarter of a century now. These, these have absolutely kind of gained their place in our collective
25: psyche. Yeah it's it's really hard to believe that these trophies have been presented that long but it is a big year 25th time that the uh, Seastar Connelly and uh, will be presented so uh, I think that's exciting uh when we put together a little promo uh, uh video that we used in social the last week or so uh, we actually took a quick a shot of each of the, the previous winners and uh, it, it's really amazing when you take a look at all of the previous winners and uh, obviously what they've meant to their universities that they represented and, and in college sports in general in Mississippi uh, but in many cases uh, they went on and had a very productive NFL or, or professional careers depending on what sport they're in and so uh, you know it's it's typically the quality is there and, and this year is really no different.
2: So uh, you, you mentioned a virtual event, and this is streaming online and is free to the public. And you got a really cool host this year, and Charles Davis, who was a football player at Tennessee, has worked in just about every arena of sports there is out there, and currently is the uh, the number two uh, NFL analyst at uh, at CBS. It feels like it's going to be a really fun and uh, well run event, as is everything that that C Spire involved with.
25: Well, I, pr- I appreciate that. Uh... Yeah, Charles Davis uh, is is going to be the MC. Charles, uh, like you said, I mean, he played football at Tennessee. Uh, he obviously knows the uh, the college football, uh, you know, playing field well. Uh, when I had a chance to uh, to talk with him, uh, he's very uh, very aware of the history uh, that Mississippi has uh, in delivering uh, quality, uh, you know, uh, sports. Um, folks uh, really in, in all the sports and they really had some positive things to say you know about the state but uh, we think it'll be a really good show I mean he'll be uh, emceeing the show and then the show will be a mix of uh, various uh, you know uh, video clips uh, highlights and uh, obviously things like uh, we'll have coaches uh, talking about some of the finalists uh, which is always uh fun and uh, you know something that can be comical at times but uh, I think it'll be really entertaining uh, we really worked hard or thought hard about you know the best time of the day to uh, present it uh, typically when we do the Ferris uh, Trophy and the uh, Howell and Gillum Awards we do luncheons and then we do a dinner uh, for the uh, Connerly Award each year and, and we thought right. that uh, being virtual that maybe a, a noon uh, broadcast would be uh, be good for a lot, lot of folks. So hopefully we'll have a big uh, turnout, and they can. Uh, your, your viewers, are those who are interested in in attending, uh, can uh, log in at msfame.com, dot com, and that's the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame website. And again, it'll be noon on Monday the twenty fourth.
2: Jim, you you've been doing this and working in the marketing world and working with the public long enough to know that not everybody always agrees on everything, and maybe the more important thing though is that that people are talking and debating and engaging and that was very much the case right here on this show with, with our listeners on the ceasefire text line and, and in other avenues when the finalists for the Ferris trophy were announced we know how passionate college baseball fans are in the state of Mississippi so uh maybe it's just kind of a matter of uh like a procedural thing. Remind us how it is that the finalists are selected specifically for baseball.
25: Yeah, that, that's really a great point, and and I, I do kind of get a little chuckle every year because we know how people, uh, how passionate uh, people are in our uh, in the deep south and in Mississippi in particular about sports. Uh, you know, we are are the sponsors for the award. Obviously, have worked with the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame for a long time, but always make it very clear that Cepair is not involved in uh, naming. Uh, the nominees or picking the nominees or uh, certainly picking the winner but from for the ceasefire Affairs trophy uh the the uh, nominees are actually selected by and the winner selected by a major league uh, professional scouts and, and coaches so that's that's where that trophy uh, comes from uh the Gillum and Howell trophy uh is selected uh, the nominees are selected and voted on by statewide media and, and then the the Six Pair uh, nominees are of course uh Nominated by their school, and then uh, the uh, selected uh, sports writers and media actually vote on that uh, winner as well. So, yeah, we get we get we're really excited, and, and you know, always just very pleased to be able to bring this uh, this uh, trophy presentations to life. Uh, we do know that you know they're controversial at times because there are so many good players uh, that represent all of these schools, and um, you know, it's uh, people are passionate, and, and and I love that. I love that passion. Uh, for sports and we do too i mean that's why we invest a good bit of our money in uh, in sports marketing because there's so much passion there
2: and there's always a fan component and i know great turnout online for these as well we've actually already got the uh, the winners as selected through the fan voting which makes up part of the way that the trophy is awarded in each of the sports In football the connerly trophy fan vote uh... award winner was jerry garner the uh, linebacker from Mississippi Valley State for the Ferris Trophy. It was Tanner Allen, outfielder at Mississippi State. And then both basketball trophies go to Jackson State players, the Howell Trophy, uh, Tristan Jarrett, a guard at Jackson State, and then uh, Deja Rogan, a guard on the women's team at Jackson State for the Gillum Trophy as well. And, and I know that's been important to you guys, right, to, for, to allow fans to have a voice in this
9: process.
25: Yeah, we started that a couple of years ago. Like you said, you mentioned earlier, we've been involved in these trophies for an extremely long time. And several years ago, uh, we we came up with this idea to uh, to uh, you know put at least part of the uh, decision in the uh, in the sports fans hands. And so we did start the fan voting uh, this year. Obviously, we had all trophies running at the same time. It's really fun, though, because we get the schools. A lot of times the schools really get involved and step up in trying to drive the votes. The voter turnout, again, was really, I thought, really strong again. And, uh, again, you know, it's, it's exciting to see that. Those votes, uh, the fans' votes count for 10% uh, of the actual overall vote, so they can have impact in a year, especially our category uh, where there's, uh, you know, very uh, – uh, it, where it's very close, obviously the 10% can certainly make a difference and has, I think, in the past. And so, again, it's just something else that we're uh, ex- excited. Or you know, about to be able to, again, put that in the in the sports fans' hands. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's fun. It's, it kind of adds a little bit more excitement to the overall trophy presentation. So,
2: All right, Jim, we, we won't tell anybody if you'll just go ahead and let us know who the winners are now. I know everybody else will find out on Monday at lunchtime, but if you can go ahead and let us now, we won't share that. We'll hold that information.
25: Well, it's really interesting because it's you know I never know until I actually get to open the envelope and and present the winner. And, Come you know, on, in the same case. I won't actually be presenting on on Monday, but uh, I, I really don't have any more insight. I, you know, I'm a sports fan like you guys. I could I could sit here and guess, uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know until uh, till the final votes are counted and 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 you know I presented uh, in, at the at the end of the ceremony. So uh, it's exciting though, and again just. You know, we really want to do this again for the for the fans, and and really just to give uh, you guys on Sports Talk Radio something else to talk about. And and you know, if it's controversial, I mean, it's controversial, and that's okay. Again, because the passion comes through. So, uh, we're looking forward to it. We hope that we'll have a big turnout. and would certainly uh, encourage your listeners to uh, put uh, Monday at uh, noon, uh, the twenty fourth, on their calendar, and to plan to log in to msfame.com. And, uh, and and be ready uh, for hopefully an exciting program.
2: Certainly is going to be fun. Connerly, Ferris, Howell, and Gillum trophies will be given out on Monday, May 24th. That is this coming Monday. You can watch free online starting at noon, msfame.com. That's Jim Richmond, Vice President of Marketing at Ceasefire. Jim, thanks as always for your time. So good to catch up with you.
25: Well, it's great to be with you. We appreciate it. Thank you.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm with you. There was baseball in the state of Mississippi last night. Let's talk about it after this with you next.
12: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I am Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, partly sunny skies, 50-50 shot of rain, high near 83. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 66. Your Thursday, a 30% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 85. And for your finally Friday, a slight chance of showers, sunny skies, high near 86. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
20: Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an Exmark. This is David Frederick with Frederick Sales and Service. And if you're ready, now is the time to take advantage of special Exmark pricing and special Exmark financing. With 0% financing and payments that won't start
2: for 150 days.
19: 26 years of award-winning selling, servicing, and supporting our customers with legendary XMAR quality. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment.
12: Serving Central Mississippi since 1993. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283.
14: I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Discussing the Initiative 65 ruling, former U.S. Attorney Mike Hurst tells Super Talk that the Supreme Court made the right decision from a constitutional standpoint.
17: No matter how fervent you are for marijuana or against marijuana, we have to go back to the Constitution, and we have to give effect to the words of the Constitution. Otherwise, words don't mean anything. The initiative process was thrown
14: out after a failure to update the loss of a congressional seat after the 2000 census. And a Starkville physician has been sentenced for obtaining and distributing foreign drugs to patients. Benjamin Franklin Sanford Jr. was sentenced to three years of probation for receiving misbranded drugs and distributing them with the intent to defraud his patients. He was also ordered to forfeit over $105,000, pay a fine of $95,000 and restitution of over $377,000. For more on these stories, visit Supertalk.fm.
15: Now existing customers and new customers get our best phone deals. Existing C Spire customers. New C Spire customers. You might be saying, existing and new customers? That's everybody we agree that's why we call them the everybody deals so whether you're a new or existing cspire customer get an everybody plan and make our best deals on new phones all yours no bull SeaSpire. <sighs> new and existing customers get our best 5g phone free go to cspire.com for details
18: at Ingalls shipbuilding you can be a part of something bigger you can make your mark on some of our nation's most important work you can take pride in what you've accomplished, helping build freedom one ship at a time. Find your purpose, transform your life, build your career. Apply today at buildyourcareer.com. Ingalls Shipbuilding is a division of Huntington Ingalls Industries. A new voice is here on Super Talk Mississippi. Dan
1: Bongino. He's a former Secret Service agent, police officer, best-selling author, and host of the fastest-growing conservative talk show in America, The Dan Bongino Show. Each weeknight starting at 11, Dan Bongino tackles the hottest political issues, debunking the rhetoric, and giving you the hard-hitting truth. The Dan Bongino Show. Weeknights at 11. The Dan Bongino Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk, Mississippi. Here's more. <laughs> Super Talk, Hooray! Mississippi. Hooray! Hooray!
2: that on Saturday, the Garden Mama and Handyman will be live at Gaddis and McLaren Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Gattis and McLaurin Mercantile has been in business for over 150 years. And on Saturday, they will have fun, food, and live music, along with great deals on power tools. That's the Garden Mama, Nellie Neal, and the Handyman, Buddy Slovic, on Saturday in downtown Bolton at Gaddis and McLauren Mercantile. And, of course, next week we will be live with you from the SEC Baseball Tournament in Hoover, Alabama. You'll get an inside look at what's happening in Hoover right here on Sports Talk Mississippi Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday as we broadcast live from the SEC Tournament. Plus, find out who's in, who's out as we get closer to NCAA regional play. That is all coming up next week for you on Sports Talk Mississippi. So we did have college baseball last night in the Magnolia State. Mississippi State and Jacksonville State did not play very long. In fact, when we were talking earlier this morning, I said, "Hey, Dad, how fast was that game?" I looked up in like the fifth inning of the Ole Miss game, and it was a final. And he said, "They only played five innings, four and oh, a half." Oh, okay. Yeah.
4: First off, I want to say I'm disappointed that you had Ben Ingram on and you didn't ask him about the best team in baseball the San Francisco Giants.
2: Uh, yeah, but State it, sort of it, looked like... Would you believe that as he was answering the last question, I was actually scrolling through and was going to ask if he was surprised by the Giants' start. We just ran out of time. I promise Dang, I, would, I was I doing would that. To My that bad.
4: Because I'm surprised. Uh, yeah, State, interesting game. You know, the Pitching-wise, they gave Parker Stinnett the start. Not not really a clean start for him. Put some guys on, uh, but didn't really give up any damage. Um and then from a hitting perspective, they scored two runs in the first, second, and third. They were there. up and down the order. They were getting some hits, so it looked like it was going to be a game where State was going to get the bats going and have a a nice offensive night. And but the rain just would not stop. It, stopped, it started. It was raining when the game started. It rained throughout, and uh, that was that. So four and a half innings of baseball. State gets a win, and uh, they'll they'll get ready for Thursday night in Alabama. Now,
2: massive crowd for a Tuesday night. Seven thousand six hundred seventy-three in attendance they announced. That's what it says on the uh, on the box score. That is some
4: paid attendance if ever I've 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 seen it. So you
2: know, similarly, seven thousand two hundred nineteen in Oxford last night for Ole Miss and UT Martin. I would uh, assume
4: those crowds were probably about similar in terms. Yeah. of real crowd.
2: Weather was really good last night. It was actually a, a, a decent midweek crowd. But I mean, what is that? 2,000, something yeah. like that. That, that actually Not show 7, up. No, no. That's the old paid attendance. So Mississippi State gets the win in four and a half innings, which is, you know, just go out and do what you need to do in the midweek and get a win. Ole Miss was not able to go out and do what it needed to do in the midweek. As UT Martin gets a 9-7 win, it was the 20th meeting all time between these two programs, UT Martin had won a grand total of one game in the series. It is now 2 and. I think there are a couple of things that stand out. The ongoing issue that Ole Miss has had and has of quality arms and depth and pitching reared its ugly head last night. Yeah. You score seven runs in a midweek game against UT Martin, and you're supposed to win. You generally think you would probably score more than seven runs, but seven runs should be enough to win against UT Martin in the midweek. But UT Martin hit a three-run home run in the second inning, two-run home run in the third inning, and a three-run home run in the top of the eighth inning with the game tied at six, and then they held on to win 9-7. to You, you, you may think I'm crazy when I say this. So, the pitching piece notwithstanding, there actually were a couple of bright spots on the mail. We'll get to those in a second. The pitching piece notwithstanding, Ole Miss did not play a terrible baseball game last night. They played fine, they just got beat. Now, you can look at it and go, hey, UT Martin should never on any planet beat Ole Miss. They're not as talented. You're, you're right, they're not. But they played better than Ole Miss last night. Had big hits, had timely hits, drove the ball out of the ballpark, took advantage of some hanging, breaking balls, and
3: picked up their 18th win of the season. Not even good enough to make the Ohio Valley Conference tournament. And they rolled into Oxford and put up nine runs last night. That kind of underscores everything that we've talked about all season long, really. Because it'd be different if they ran out a bunch of guys whose names you don't recognize that you had to look up their bios and think, oh, that's a freshman from Florida. He might be useful in a couple years. These are names that they pitched last night that they're going to need to use in a Game 3 or, if you're an Ole Miss fan, God forbid you get to a Game 4 in a regional. These are guys that you need to pitch in a couple of weeks when you're hosting a regional in Oxford and these are the results they continue to give you that's the the underscore of the issue I mean there's two ways to look at that game last night on one hand like I, I in one of my group messages everybody was freaking out because they're thinking that Ole Miss is going to lose their regional host now for losing that game no, no. It, n- not at all there was one guy that covers the team in a, in a beat perspective that said that Ole Miss had to win that game, no they didn't uh, they're 25 in the non-conference their RPI dropped two spots they're still number 14 in the RPI and two teams ahead of them are not going to host a regional Fairfield and Oklahoma State they are fine the metrics are all still fine you, you win one game in Athens you're very, very, very likely still hosting you win two and Seal delivered you're hosting a regional in Oxford so on one hand it's, you're fine you lost a game whatever no big deal But on the other, these are names that you use, arms that you use, that cannot shut down UT Martin. And if this was an anomaly, then you would just put your hands up and say that's baseball and move on. But this has kind of been a consistent thing. And that really underscores this team. If they're not scoring 10-11 runs in game three and four of a regional, they're not winning. Not like this.
2: C-SPIRE text line, it's baseball. Just like State getting beat by Missouri, it happens when you play 60 games. Big win on the weekend and UT Martin. It was their World Series. I don't buy
3: it. I cannot subscribe to that line of thinking when you're pitching guys that you use on weekends. And like you said, Richard, Ole Miss didn't shoot themselves in the foot. They didn't boot a couple balls around it. None. No errors in the game. Ole Miss did
2: not. They played a clean baseball game last night. And scored seven runs. This says, can't leave the ball belt high in any league. Quit worrying about how fast the radar gun says you are throwing and hit your spot. Message says, they had a good game and it doesn't even matter. Not even worth talking about. Georgia doesn't matter. Need to look to the tournament and do well. That's from Zach in Oxford. Well, I
4: disagree with that. Strongly disagree with that. Ole Miss loses this series to Georgia. They're back on the the maybe hosting.
3: I mean, this series means everything, right? If they win two they this got, weekend, not think they got to get a win. Matter. If they win two this weekend, they can go 0-2 in Hoover. They're still hosting a regional. Yeah, no, yes. Or 0-1 in Hoover if they play on yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, if they play on Tuesday. Yeah. This this weekend's kind of everything. Somebody says maybe
2: if Bianco, this is Patrick and would have put Broadway in as a starter for a couple of three innings, it might have been a different outlook. He was still able to pitch this weekend.
3: That's the thing, though, man. What? You shouldn't need to use Taylor Broadway on a Tuesday. But you're against you're UT not Martin.
2: pitching Taylor Broadway against UT Martin, even if it costs you the game.
3: No. If you gave Mike Bianco the option yesterday morning, you can pitch Broadway and win, or you don't pitch Broadway and lose, taking the L.
2: Here's another one. Best team doesn't always win the baseball game. See UM last night. That's why baseball is the greatest game on the planet. you got to show up and play no matter the opponent, and even that sometimes isn't enough. Um, A couple of bright spots for Ole Miss. Kind of the second consecutive game they've had somebody from the bullpen who hasn't pitched particularly well pitch really well. Last night it was Brandon Johnson. And... He came into the game and went two and two thirds and gave up one hit and struck out five and didn't allow a run. Josh Malitz was was tough early, tough for Cody Adcock. Tyler Myers, a couple of runners on after an inning in the third. Austin Miller comes on, hangs a breaking ball and guy hits it four hundred feet. That's a ball game, And then Wes Burton was fine at the end of the game. It was two-thirds of an inning and finishes it up. Yeah, I don't think it. I mean, it's frustrating. You, you you put a negative on your resume that didn't have to be there. But it, last night changes nothing for Ole Miss. Nothing changes for Ole Miss based on last night's result. Now you hit the road and go try and win a series in Athens. You win a series, you have nothing on planet Earth to worry about. You win one game, you're probably okay. You get swept, and uh, that's no bueno. Sports Talk Mississippi, we'll be right back.
14: balls of fire!
6: from the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs in Ridgeland and Brandon. Call 601-605-4443. Locally owned and operated with free mobile service in the Tri-County area. We're looking good for the most part. The drive home is all clear outside of some minor slowdowns. 20 westbound there at the stack out to Gallatin. Otherwise, like I said, no other major problems. Buckle up, drive safe. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. Proudly serving the Metro since 1946. Call 601-353-5217.
8: More savings, more selection, more affordable. Payments. And more for your trade. Pay only $1.99 per month on new 2021 Mitsubishi Mirage G4. We have the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross in stock right now. And come check out the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Richmond Mitsubishi. Think you can't get approved? Think again. Our credit specialists are standing by to get you approved today. Because 100% credit approval is our number one goal. And we'll give you top dollar for your old vehicle, even if you don't buy a new one from us. So if you want more savings, more selection, more affordable payments, and more for your trade? Then get to Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today, or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi G4 stock number 1795. Down 2000. See you credit.
0: That's msblood.com.
3: Realtors and homeowners, listen up. When it's time to buy, sell, or most importantly, move, that's when you call Two Men in a Truck. Let us take the worry out of moving so you can focus on what's important. Visit twomeninatruck.com.
1: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Comes more Sports Talk Mississippi.
8: You ready, guys?
1: On Super Talk Mississippi.
14: This town been a long time coming, been a long
3: hard crowd. Gonna smoke some, gonna drink some, gonna find a little
2: trouble. Now we gonna make Morky, Did the NBA deliver last night? Rolling,
3: rolling, rolling, yeah, at least I think so. I mean, rolling, rolling, Celtics won, right? Celtics won,
4: which was so they're uh, the seven
3: result. I thought a little bit surprising, especially with the way Washington's played lately. Um, uh, Charlotte got absolutely blown the heck out by Indiana. I mean, the Pacers were doing like Harlem Globetrotter passing behind each other's heads and throwing lobs off the backboard and stuff like that late in that game. I mean, it was just a mauling. But uh, Jason Tatum was incredible. He had 50 last night, which is the third time he's done that recently. And both or two out of the three, 50s, somebody threw a no-hitter in baseball. There's your random... Inconsequential sports fact of the day But Here's yet another Big game in which Russell Westbrook, the leader of his team Did not deliver It's almost as if People like Cowherd are right That when you put him as a front man Of a roster, he's explosive He's talented He's fun to watch And he's not a winner yeah. And, and you saw it happen yet again last night. Who, who was the winner? It was Jason Tatum. Who was the closer? It was Jason Tatum, not Westbrook. Now, Boston's much better coached, but still. This is a recurring trend for a while, but hey, that triple-double streak is awesome.
2: All right, so the Celtics are in the tournament, and then Indiana and Washington will play tomorrow night for the eighth seed. Western Conference gets started tonight. Golden State and Los Angeles, the nightcap, that's at 9 o'clock central on ESPN. Winner of that game is in as the seven seed. And you got San Antonio at Memphis. The winner of that game will play the loser of Golden State and the Lakers for the eight seed in the Western Conference side of things. So uh, some hoops. And then the playoffs begin for real on Saturday, the uh, 22nd. So we're just three days away from the playoffs actually beginning.
3: Yeah, this uh, this game, too, should be electric. and Just star power everywhere. But big night for Memphis, I think. Um, we don't bluff and grit and grind and whatnot. Yeah. Grind house in full effect at like 9,000 people. And So they're in year two with a, a young superstar, or what will be a superstar. Um, they're still a couple pieces away from really being competitive. They need a better wing. So they've got Jaw, they've got Jaron Jackson. I think they're really good in the post with Valanchunas or however the heck you say that big guy's name. But he's a really polished center. They need a good wing. That's what they're missing. But it's year two, and Jaw's developing nicely. But if they don't get through this play-in and make the playoffs, I think that's a little bit disappointing from where they were and where they should be. But they've got a real opportunity to take another step forward being a playoff team in just year two with a second-year player, or year two of a obviously a second-year player being the focal point of your franchise, making the playoffs is a pretty big deal. If they can pull it off, so, so Memphis has got to win tonight against San Antonio, and then they'll have to beat the Lakers
2: here in a couple of days to get into the uh, into the big field.
3: Very tall, very. What's tall up, Smurky? Why are you smirking? We have to beat the Warriors.
4: Nah, hmm. nah. Wait, Quick note, one of our texters pointed out you mentioned that Detroit no hitter. That's a Jackson, Mississippi kid played at Madison Central.
2: Spencer Spencer Turnbull, Turnbull. Madison Central, and then say what? I remember him at Alabama. He was really good. He was really good. You're absolutely right. Fifth no hitter of the season in the Bigs. Borky, what did you tell me earlier today? The average team batting average?
3: Yeah, so the the big leagues is two thirty nine the league average is two thirty-six at the moment. And there is a team, the Seattle Mariners, that are hitting below the Mendoza line. And that was the fifth no hitter this year. No hitters used to be like big headline grabbing events. I mean if he got to the seventh it would be the when they happen line every other ESPN, week. and you get the push notification like hey this guy's got a no hitter in the seventh yeah. get to a TV yeah. now it's like well now, nobody no can
4: one. hit nobody can hit anymore people you know, talk about losing viewers for baseball I mean it's not it's not the length of the games nobody being able to hit will lose va- viewers well and listen
2: I kind of think baseball's done this to itself I don't I don't disagree. When the only thing you celebrate are home runs and strikeouts, you're going to drive more guys to try and only hit home runs, and they're told it's okay if you strike out as long as you hit home runs. Tony Gwynn would like a word. Dale Murphy would like a word. Ryan Sandberg would like a word. Ozzy Smith would like a word. These guys get hit. Professional hitters. They just go up there and swing for the moon. And who cares if you miss it and you strike out 150 or 200 times for the season as long as you hit 30 bombs. Boo. They're not taking a fastball away the opposite way. Why don't you beat the shift? Now I'm yelling at the clouds. Sports Talk Mississippi.
1: South of America's, America's Music Super Office. This is Super powered Talk by your tree professional, at the police,
23: 24-7-345-89-FM. news. I'm Rich Denison. The Democrat-led House is expected to soon pass a bill which would create a bipartisan panel to investigate the January 6th violence at the U.S. Capitol. While passage in the House is likely, that measure faces strong Republican opposition in the Senate. I've made the decision to oppose the House Democrats' slanted and unbalanced proposal. Senate Republican Leader Mitch McConnell. President Biden tells Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu he wants a significant de-escalation in the region with a path to a ceasefire with Hamas militants.
11: The White House says the two leaders had a detailed discussion on the state of events in Gaza and ongoing diplomatic efforts by the U.S. and regional governments. Israel launched airstrikes today that killed six people and destroyed a home. The nation says it widened strikes to blunt continuing rocket fire from Hamas.
23: Fox's Rachel Sutherland in Washington. America's listening to Fox News.
24: Smith Marine has killer boat deals on sale now. Featuring Crest Pontoons and Suzuki Motors. Offering thousands of new boats right now along with Suzuki Specials. This is the best time to buy your new or used boat. You'll never find a better deal. Smith Marine, 149 Harbor Drive, Main Harbor Marina in Ridgeland.
16: This is Jack Hoffman. For nearly 31 years, Tico's Steakhouse has been a staple of fine dining in Jackson, Mississippi. Dad has long since desired for me to come work alongside him. And now that I'm here, I would like to invite you to come experience our family tradition of our hospitality, sizzling steaks, and healthy poured beverages. Our dining rooms are open and we are taking reservations. Our private rooms are also available along with takeout. Call today or stop in to experience Tico's in the second generation.
23: Tico's Steakhouse, East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030.
11: This Fox News update has been brought to you by Tico's Steakhouse come dine with us. The steaks seared to perfection. Live Maine lobster and seafood. Make it Tico's tonight. Tico's Steakhouse. Call 601-956-1030. I'm Stephen Gagliano and you're listening to Super Top Mississippi News. So far,
14: state health officials have confirmed 457 cases of COVID-19 variants in Mississippi. 405 of those cases are the UK variant and the highest concentration of cases can be found in Hines and DeSoto counties. Dr. Anthony Fauci said the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines are highly effective against the variants.
0: Individuals who are vaccinated with the mRNA, including elderly individuals, maintain binding and functional antibodies again against a wide range of areas
14: and after the supreme court struck down medical marijuana speaker of the house philip gunn said initiative 65 had its issues
9: putting it in the constitution and limiting how it could be taxed limiting where it could be zoned you know on and on and on those were problems with 65. a
14: special session could be called to address medical marijuana
9: Sheet cake is different. It's richer and chocolatier. Count on Bluebell to make it into milk chocolate ice cream with delicious chocolate sheet cake pieces, chopped pecans, and a chocolate icing swirl. It's fresh out of the oven. (laughs) I mean freezing.
14: opening of mississippi shrimp season may be delayed
13: there's been a lot of rain over the past couple of months and that's caused salinity levels and lower water temperatures which means shrimp may need a little more time to reach the right size for harvesting while our season may be pushed back by a few weeks louisiana's season opens may 24th so you could see some shrimpers heading to their waters sooner
14: and governor tate reeves has filled several key vacancies The Governor appointed four new members for the Board for the State Institutions of Higher Learning, two members for the State Board of Education, and three members of the Mississippi Community College Board. For the full list, find us online at supertalk.fm. The appointments come as each board is set to meet on Thursday. And there was no winner in last night's Mega Millions drawing, but tonight could be your lucky night as the Powerball jackpot has grown to $201 million. Steven Gagliano,
24: Supertalk Mississippi News. Ingalls Shipbuilding, you can be a part of something
18: bigger. You can make your mark on some of our nation's most important work. You can take pride in what you've accomplished, helping build freedom one ship at a time. Find your purpose, transform your life, build your career. Apply today at buildyourcareer.com. Ingalls Shipbuilding is a division of Huntington Ingalls Industries.
26: Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Supertalk Jackson
18: 97.3. What do they want? Exciting news.
8: Brace yourself.
1: More Sports Talk Mississippi
8: now. Now.
2: Five o'clock hour with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Thanks for being with us. Alongside Michael Borkey and Brian Haydad, I'm Richard Cross. We would love for you to be a part of the conversation. You can do just that on the C Spire text line. The number is 601-879-4395. Again, 601-879-4395. 4395. Are your video conferences lagging? VPN connections dropping? VoIP calls choppy? It's time to face the truth. Cable can't support your business the way fiber internet can. Learn why at cspire.com slash why fiber. It's time right now for the college football fix. College football fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Ford builds the SUVs and trucks of the future for everyone. Like Explorer and Expedition, these SUVs are built to command the road. And the 2021 Ford F-150 smart, tough, and built to get the job done because the vehicles of the future are not built for a few. They are built for America. Drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today. We have made it to week 10 of the college football schedule. And this is the week where we get it. This is where Tuesday nights turn into Maction. Yes. We're walking our way through from week one through the end of the regular season, looking at some of the fun games that are on the slate each week. Three games on Tuesday night. Miami of Ohio at Ohio. Ball State at Akron. Eastern Michigan at Toledo. And then you get two more on Wednesday night, and with Central Michigan, Western Michigan, and Northern Illinois Kent State. Whew, that's a lot of MAC football in two days. I'll take it in. I know you will. Uh, ACC on Friday night, Virginia Tech and Boston College. Uh, Pac-12 on Friday night, Utah is at Stanford over under 15,000 attendance utah at stanford on a friday night in november
3: oh, way under way under yeah. over under 9,000 oh under still really I, yeah Oof. i i well the stadium's tiny i mean it's only 50,000 40,000, 45,000 yeah. 50,000 it's funny i actually got to have a few beers with a former wrestler at stanford one of my good buddies from college and him were really close in high school And the way he described sports in general, but especially football on that campus, he was like, I would ask people, like, hey, you guys want to get a tailgate together or get ready for the football game? And they'd be like, oh, oh yeah, we have football. Oh, well, maybe. Like, nobody cares. You're talking, I mean, guys on his wrestling team, the baseball players, students on that campus do not care about their football team. It's just kind of a thing that maybe they do sometimes. But otherwise... They don't even think about it. It's a different world out there. It's a beautiful stadium. Yeah, a beautiful region of the country. Just don't yeah. talk to anybody. It's like West Virginia, man. <laughs>
4: <laughs> just don't talk to anybody, he said.
2: Mm.
9: Like, so can we just I go up stand the stadium. Sunrise?
2: I I Googled Stanford Stadium, and I'm scrolling through pictures, and it's really good, really good, really good. I go, whoa, what's that? Oh, that's Sanford Stadium. They got mixed in with these Stanford Stadium pictures. One of these things is not like the other. All right, your SEC slate for Saturday, November 6th, the day after I turn 41. LSU at Alabama.
4: There it is. I remember when that was a big game. Say so will it be competitive? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Right now I lean to no.
2: Mississippi State at Arkansas.
3: That should be competitive.
2: Big ball game.
3: Yeah, that big seems like game. that that's one of those if Mississippi State's gonna get above five hundred, get to a bowl game, that you have to win that one there.
2: And it's a two week stretch. Yeah, you, you tell it's me what Kentucky state's last record week. Is. Yeah, and Arkansas this week.
4: Yeah, you, you basically, if you tell me what state's record is against Arkansas, Kentucky, and North Carolina State, I'll tell you how their season went.
2: Three and zero. They oh, went they eight won. and four.
4: They went at least eight and four. Yeah, they might have gotten oh, into nine wins. Uh, oh and three. They probably were four and eight. Maybe three and nine. That may they would, would be bad. Yeah, I mean at that point, I would say you're going to beat Tennessee State and Vanderbilt, and you might split with with Louisiana Tech and Memphis. I don't know.
2: Missouri is at Georgia. Tennessee is at Kentucky. Florida is at South Carolina. Auburn is at Texas A and M. And oh wait, I skipped one. Liberty is at Ole Miss.
3: Game of the on day on Saturday, That's November sixth. That's college
4: game day should be.
3: Third <laughs> time in Oxford this year. I am just so not looking forward to some of the responses we're going to get as we talk about that game that week.
4: Yes, yes.
3: And, uh, I mean, you're going to get to hear from me. It. I don't think I will be making the trip that day. That my schedule just does not allow me to be on the road very often, working seven days a week that time of year. But I think being in that stadium and hearing thousands of Ole Miss fans cheer as Liberty takes the field would would infuriate me to the point where I would like yell at somebody. You make that face. It's going to happen. It is going to happen. I promise you, there will be thousands, multiple thousand, two, three, four, five, whatever it may be, but more than one. Old Miss fans in that stadium that will cheer as Hugh Freeze runs onto that field again. It will happen. We've heard from them. I've heard from him here in the area. I've seen it on social media. <clears throat> Go look at Hugh Freeze's Twitter mentions. Any tweet that he's put out there. Look you at know the who replies. He is. Oh, you know he is. The replies are filled with Old Miss fans. Oh, we miss you, coach. Come back to Old Miss Coach. We love you, coach. It's gonna happen.
2: Borky, you, you set yourself up for this. The text message standing ovation will be well deserved.
3: See? Standing ovation for what? What are you cheering for? Unless you're a Mississippi State fan, shoot, if you're a State fan, please cheer for that guy. You got a couple years of laughter at old Miss' expense. So, if that's a State fan, then yeah, he deserves a standing ovation. Congrats on wrecking the program. Laughing stock of college football. Headline after headline where stupid thing after stupid thing happened.
4: And they say this is a pro
3: Ole Miss show. Listen to Porky. I just think, have more respect for yourself, Ole Miss fan. You deserve better than what he did to you. And if you cheer for him as he takes the field, you only affirm that you you don't.
2: Hmm. Given Greenwood, I'll give you this. He said the Sugar Bowl was pretty sweet, though. That's great. What happened next?
3: Oh. <laughs> a lot. Hey, I mean, I'm sure Nixon had some great policies.
2: You could write a book about it, probably. <laughs> I just gave you the double-piece yeah. signs. If you're watching on Ceasefire TV. I am not a crook.
4: Send an email to compliance at oldmiss.edu. Hmm.
3: That game is going to be something. <laughs> the weirdest yeah. football game you'll ever go to. Hey, by the yeah.
2: way, shout out to our online listeners today and every afternoon in Washington, D.C., when they finish up the work day. Perhaps interning in D.C. for the summer. I just got a text message from a friend who's listening in D.C. Says it's my favorite part of the day. Side joke here. Okay. okay. No, Good. no.
4: I'm glad we're being listened to in the corridors of power. We got the NCA to do what we want it. Can we get Biden? Let's make it happen. What do we want?
2: <laughs> we don't. We don't. It's like Armageddon. We don't want to pay taxes ever. Split decision here. Completely agree with Michael. Bert says I'll be the guy booing the people who are cheering. If you're in section M and you cheer for Hugh Freeze, prepare to have me right over your shoulder booing in your ear.
3: Good, Bert. Sit, That's what I you wanna do. I, 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 I want to sit by him. I'm. But I want to sit by him. See, this guy, I wouldn't mind Freeze coming back at all. Do you, did the year 2016 not happen? The what team happened? stunk. The the team quit on him. Recruiting was terrible at that point from a roster management perspective. And because of your own, not, not you old Miss fan, but the stupidity of the head person in charge, multiple years of bowl bands, and you want that hubris back? Hubris. I see what you did there.
2: (laughs) Sports Talk Mississippi. We will keep looking at this schedule week 10
6: when we come back. From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs in Richland and Brandon, call them at 601-605-4443. You have an accident on 55 southbound just past Woodrow Wilson. Uh, The left lane is currently blocked. Expect delays. Also seeing some minor delays. 20 westbound at the stack. Otherwise, things looking pretty good. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop proudly serving the Metro since 1946. Call them at 601-353-5217.
2: on the ACC slate, Week 10, NC State at Florida State, Clemson at Louisville, Georgia Tech at Miami, Wake Forest at North Carolina, a lot of people love Navy at Notre Dame, Uh, Navy and Notre Dame happening in Baltimore this year, Big Ten in Week 10. Indiana is it Michigan, Penn State's at Maryland, Ohio State at Nebraska. Huge rivalry, Penn State and Maryland. It's the uh, place where James Franklin was once the head coach in waiting for True. taking the Vanderbilt job and setting his career in motion.
4: True. Maryland probably regrets that decision to this day.
2: Uh, what, not making him the head coach sooner?
4: Well, I mean, just, you know, they, they sort of ran him off. I mean, all the off the field stuff aside, the guy wins football games.
2: He does that. Not a great slate that week in the uh, Big 12. Texas at Iowa State, Oklahoma State at West Virginia.
3: Texas, Iowa State could Texas, be. Texas, Iowa State has some potential. It does. Depending on what Texas is like in week one. Um, How far yeah. back they are at that point. Uh, Ohio State, Nebraska isn't real um, attractive on the surface, but.
4: Could be Scott Frost' last game.
3: That, that could be the game that that really and truly does it for Scott Frost. If they are not he competitive, sixty-two to seven.
4: Yeah, <laughs> they'll fire him on Monday.
3: I mean, I mean, if if they're at home and they get beat the way Ohio State beat them at home two years ago, if that happens again, he there might be somebody else coaching for him the the, the Saturday after that. I mean, it's it's that tumultuous there. Oregon at Washington. Hmm.
2: Southern Cal at Arizona State. How about Army and Air Force at Globe Life Park in Arlington? Oh. Okay. Boise State, Fresno State in Fresno. That's a game that could have an impact on the conference race out west. Could be a group of five, you know, access bowl kind of a game.
3: That could be. Or- that Oregon-Washington game might have some playoff implications Always- on it. Always always a good game,
4: too. Those two teams
2: hate each other. Um. So that's your look at Week 10. All right, Borky, so you were telling me as we were coming out of the break about something. Is this an announcement that just popped up?
3: Yeah, Missouri announced they're building a $33 million uh, new indoor practice facility for Eli Drinkwitz and his nerdy sweater.
4: Good for them. Well, they got twenty-three million of it today. Yeah. Another (laughs) ten. The arms race is crazy. Hit up some of those journalists that you've graduated. They'll 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 donate.
3: Do you buy the the line of thinking that name, image, and likeness will slow down some of these capital campaign projects because these boosters, instead of giving money to a waterfall in the locker room, will instead have their business pay a player for endorsements, or or do you think that's... No, I don't buy that for one second.
2: Not for a
4: second. Nope. Because these guys, let's say you have a business, right? You have an advertising budget. Now you're just putting that kid's endorsement or whatever into that budget, and it just stays in there. It's no different than if you're like, instead of buying a billboard, I'm going to give Will
2: Rogers that money or Matt Corral that money, and I'll do something with that the the tweet by the way from Missouri announcing their indoor practice facility was no more snow days in mid Missouri. Well, that's
4: going to be a problem because that, that cold weather is such a huge advantage for them.
3: They they don't I, I figured they currently had a, a way to practice indoors. They don't have an indoor facility there? Um
4: not everybody has one.
3: State a high school I played doesn't. against had one.
4: Florida doesn't have one.
2: Florida is either done or it's in the process
4: of being built. It's in the process, but they didn't have one for a long time. State technically doesn't have one; they just use the baseball.
2: It doesn't really snow in Gainesville, though. It rains. Yeah. Lightning. Yeah. Thirty minutes after the most recent strike, when the siren goes off. That's what they. Um, I think we are getting closer. I know we're getting closer to a major capital campaign announcement for Ole Miss. And it's going to be a phased project that is going to see a major renovation to the Manning Center. It's one of those kind of overall campaigns that's going to kind of touch every sport some more than others, and I think when it's all said and done, it's not necessarily going to be part one or phase one of the capital campaign, but when it's all said and done, I think Vault hemingway is going to look much, much different than it looks right now.
3: Well, good, because it currently looks like four different stadiums were pieced together.
4: Seriously. I don't even need to be here today. Borky's making all the jokes for me.
3: Yeah, there was not real vision involved in most of the updates that were done in recent history. It, it,
4: it does look like that. It does look like they picked four seg- sections from four different stadiums and just sort of put it all together. It's not. It's not uniform. We'll just say
2: that. You know, the, the, maybe the only good news piece of that is the most recent addition: the south end zone. Well, I guess that's two additions ago, because the north end zone, they were kind of landlocked with what they could do. But the south end zone is something that you can really build on and replicate as you, over time, update the rest of the stadium.
3: You mean like Both. make the other sections look like it?
2: Yeah. Especially on the exterior. I mean, you can kind of make it look that way from the exterior and then from an interior standpoint, tie it all together eventually. My guess is that the focus is going to be on the west side and not on the east side because the east side is newer. It's just that big club level and just a bunch of seats on the east side. But we'll see. Yeah, Keith Carter, a while back when he visited with him, said that you know there's some baseball projects that are on the horizon. Yeah, when you think about what Ole Miss has done to the baseball stadium in the last decade, they had the major. Stadium renovation, and then they did the major baseball indoor facility renovation with the locker room and the indoor hitting facility and the weight room and all of those. It's spectacular. So that would make me believe that the next baseball renovation will be related to the outfield. I think... They've got a chance to really upgrade the atmosphere when they do that as well. Because as cool as the outfield setup is in both left field and right field, it's a long way from
3: the field. They literally drive cars between the students and the outfield wall during the game. Yeah,
2: yeah. And you probably would have to make some adjustments to the way things were set up, and maybe there would have to be some netting. I don't know what all you would have to do, but I do think the idea of bringing the students closer
3: to the field is a possibility. You're going to have to do some kind of netting, right? Because sometimes those beer showers can go forward instead of up, and the last thing you want to do is have play stopped because there's a bunch of solo cups on the field. But
2: but at the same time, I mean, you've got an example right here in the state of Mississippi that you you can put students all the way against the wall. I mean, that's what you've got in right field in Starkville. Hmm. And there haven't really been issues there, have there?
9: No. So
2: Somebody says, renovate the left field area where the real fans are. Folks in left field love their spot in left field. I think that's the area you got to bring closer to the field as well.
3: Any bachelor pad uh, apartments going up in left field too, or? Not that I'm aware of. Just avoid the balcony.
2: I've I've not I've not heard any plans to put the, the cross condominiums out there. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, pro- probably not. No. Okay.
3: Did we ever learn if that was a hoax uh, or not? Uh, unless,
2: uh, I mean, unless you know, Mega Millions has now climbed over five hundred million. Although I'm not sure that even if I won the Mega Millions, I would stroke a check that would cover condos in the outfield of the baseball stadium.
4: <laughs> well, I mean, five hundred mil, yeah, I might, I might, you know, get a condo if they offered them. But that would be, I wouldn't know if I would want to build them though.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, five hundred million. Then it comes down to like three eighty for the, you know, the cash option, and then you pay taxes on that. You're cleared about $200, two hundred, two hundred and five million.
3: Forget baseball. It's, it's put, enough to live on. Put condos that look into the football stadium instead of suites. Just make apartments for seven weeks out of the year. For seven weeks out of the year, you know how much money you could get for those things. Probably a lot.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Half an hour left with you on this Wednesday afternoon.
12: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, partly sunny skies, 50-50 shot of rain, high near 83. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 66. Your Thursday, a 30% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 85. And for your finally Friday, a slight chance of showers, sunny skies, high near 86. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
26: Mm-hmm. This year, we have all worked together to get through one of the toughest times in American history. At Car Care Clinic, we extend our thanks to all the essential workers who helped keep the world turning. Now we can see the light at the end of the tunnel as life is beginning to return to normal. Car Care Clinic continues our commitment to great service you can depend on for brakes, alignments, tune-ups, check engine light diagnostics, tires, and we encourage guests to remain in their vehicles during our 28-point full-service oil changes, locally owned and operated. Car Care Clinic has been a business you can trust for great service and great results for over 44 years. And we offer a 10% discount for women every Wednesday and military, seniors, and all first responders every Thursday. Visit any of our convenient locations or for savings, go to cccjl.com. Car Care Clinic, we want to change your oil, not your schedule. Nobody
9: cares like the Car Care Clinic for your automobile.
20: Here's Uncle Cy. Bugs can be a problem. Then you got the termites. They got big teeth, like this barn. It would probably take them all maybe three or four days to eat this barn down and there wouldn't be nothing but the tin left laying on the ground. Bunch of sawdust. That's all they leave behind, sawdust. How I many bugs have I got in my beard? Hopefully none. Is that what's been moving? We got a tough crowd here, boys. If you want the real story about pest control, call Havard Pest Control Incorporated, the professional bug exterminator. The
7: name to trust for over 65 years. At Havard Pest Control, the difference is clear.
1: At Havard Pest Control, their number one goal is customer satisfaction. Havard understands that everyone's pest control needs are different. That's why they offer a wide variety of services to protect your home against all kinds of pest and termite invasions. When it comes to keeping your home and family safe
12: against all kinds of pests, trust Havard. Havard pest Visit HavardPest.com or call 601-936-0309. 601-936-0309.
14: I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. So far, state health officials have confirmed 457 cases of COVID 19 variants in Mississippi. 405 of those cases are the UK variant, and the highest concentration of cases can be found in Heinz and DeSoto counties. Dr. Anthony Fauci said the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines are highly effective against the variants.
0: Individuals who are vaccinated with the mRNA, including elderly individuals, maintained binding and functional antibodies again against a wide range of areas.
14: And after the Supreme Court struck down medical marijuana, Speaker of the House Philip Gunn said Initiative 65 had its issues.
9: Putting it in the Constitution and limiting how it could be taxed, limiting where it could be zoned, you know, on and on and on, those were, were problems with 65. A
14: special session could be called to address medical marijuana.
16: Wake up with Gallo. Go to bed with
1: Bongino. It's kind of like the radio version of a Panino. Yeah, that's right, a Panino. A radio Panino with all sorts of good and gooey Mississippi ingredients right in the middle. Deliciously addictive. Paul Gallo, mornings at 6, and Dan Bongino, late nights at 11. The perfect way to start and end your day on Super Talk Mississippi. It's time to get real. Real Sports Talk for Mississippi. It's time for you to get real with it. Sports Talk Mississippi continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Baseball's regional projections yesterday. Baseball America rolled theirs out earlier today as well. It's worth taking a peek, isn't it? Sure. A lot of similarities. Not 100% the same, but a lot of similarities. Arkansas number one overall. Opposite uh, Spokane. So instead of being the 15, Gonzaga is the 16 in Baseball America's projection. Vandy, the number two national seed, opposite Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech was Stanford, Tulane, and Yukon. Number three national seed is Texas, opposite the Florida Regional. LSU is the three seed in Austin. Florida gets Florida State, Iowa, and South Alabama. These are Baseball America's projections. Arizona, the number four national seed. Opposite Charlotte. Charlotte gets South Carolina as the two. Liberty is the three, and Virginia Commonwealth, VCU. TCU, the number five national seed. Opposite the Oxford Regional, Ole Miss is the 12. Ole Miss with Southern Miss is the two seed. Arizona State as the three-seed and Bryant as the four seed. I was talking with Keith Kessinger last night, not on the air, but in a break, and he was very much of the same opinion, hey, Dad, that you are, that Southern Miss is going to be in either Oxford or Starkville. Yeah, just and I think Jackson period. State is for sure going
4: to be in Starkville.
2: Uh, the South Bend, Indiana Regional, Notre Dame is the sixth seed opposite the East Carolina Regional where they've got Old Dominion as the two, North Carolina as the three, and Campbell as the four. Tennessee, the number seven seed, opposite Lubbock, Texas. So Texas Tech is the ten. And then Mississippi State as the eight seed, with Georgia Tech, Baylor, and Jackson State, opposite Eugene, Oregon. Oregon, UC Irvine, Nevada, and Stony Brook.
4: The Joe Moorhead Invitational in that Super Regional, if possible.
2: There you go. Do you think that is a better or worse representation than what we saw from D1 yesterday?
4: Well, going back to yesterday, I still find it odd that they had the same four teams coming to Starkville and just moved State down four spots on the the seeding line, but it was still the same four teams. So, This one from Baseball America, these are, I mean, other than Jackson State, these are different teams. So it makes a little bit more sense to me. But, I mean, either one of them could happen. I I, I do, I am interested to see how much the the conference, now that they decided, hey, we're going to open up attendance and everything, are they still going to sort of hold to, well, let's still try to limit things geographically? I don't know if that's going to be the case or not.
2: Last four in Clemson, LSU, Indiana State, and Virginia. First four out, Maryland, Alabama, Georgia, and UC Santa Barbara. So yesterday we saw LSU and Georgia as the last two teams in in the D1 baseball projections, with Alabama part of the first four out group or first five out. Today we get LSU as one of the last four in, but both Georgia and Alabama outside looking in. Hey look, we've talked about, you know, night. say again.
4: LSU had a bad loss last night.
2: Yeah, to Northwestern State. Yeah.
4: They you were talking about Ole Miss and they, they could afford that loss because whatever happens this weekend, LSU they may not have needed that loss.
2: I do not disagree with you at all. Um we've talked a lot right the I mean, conference series weekends get started tomorrow. And we've talked about the importance of the series for Mississippi State at Alabama in terms of locking up a national seed. And we've talked about the importance of Ole Miss' series at Georgia in terms of locking up a hosting opportunity. Those two teams that are the opponents, Alabama and Georgia respectively, they got really big weekends in front of them as well. If you if you kind of flip the perspective, that's two teams that are playing for their postseason lives. Yeah, you would anticipate a pretty high sense of urgency at the ballpark at both Sewell Thomas and Foley Field.
4: Those those Thursday night games are so crucial. You need to get you need to get on the board first if you're State and Ole Miss. You need to get that win. Just give yourself a little wiggle room.
2: If you're Ole Miss, you feel really good about Doug Nikhazy on the mound. Are they and, going
4: with him on Thursday again? Oh, yeah. Okay, I was, I was just wondering because, you know, it would be a, a short week for him.
2: And then he'll pitch Tuesday in the SEC tournament.
3: What would Ooh, you really? do in a regional? Ole Miss? Mm-hmm.
2: Who are they playing?
3: It if it, there, doesn't if it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who
2: they're playing. They're they're. You, you cannot Nikkezi throw Doug Nieksezi
4: in game one. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it it would matter if they aren't hosting. If there well, are no no no, I, I'm assuming.
2: Yeah, I mean, if they're a two seed somewhere, you don't have any choice. You got to throw it. Yeah, you, but you as a it. one seed hosting, can't pitch him. You have to hold Doug
3: Nieksezi for game two. Yeah. Because yeah. if Diamond with, if Diamond can't beat the four, then you're not winning the regional anyways. Right.
4: And same with state. State, I don't think we'll throw McLeod and Bedner. Game one, game two. I think you 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 throw McLeod game two, and then you have hopefully you have Bednar to wrap it
2: up on Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to say that um Ole Miss throws Drew McDaniel in game one of a regional, and then you come back with the KZ, and you hope you've got some combination of Diamond and Doherty ready to go in game three to try and win a regional title.
4: I don't know who's starting start game 1. I don't I don't know if it'd be Fristo or Harding or or what, but Who would you pick? I would pick Fristo. I would try to hold Harding as long as I could as a, for a potential uh, in
2: case there's a game 4. <sighs> That's an interesting question because I I think Bednar I mean, I, I think Bednar's the best option for Mississippi State, and so I want him throwing game two regardless. I'm not so sure that I wouldn't run McLeod out for game one. Against
4: Jackson State, I, I wouldn't do that. I would, I would. would. McLeod's going game two, and then Bednar can they run. They didn't lose a game in conference play. To, to the SWAC, I mean, what do you want? Mississippi Valley didn't win a game this year. I, I, I agree. I, mean, I, get, I get it, and they're not a bad baseball team, but if you're Mississippi State, you should be able to beat Jackson State with your number three starter. If you Again, same thing. If you can't, you weren't going to win the regional anyway. But when That's
3: you've got...
2: It. I, I again, guess here's what I'm ago, saying.
4: Gen started the game against Southern, and then they saved Ethan Small for game two.
2: See, I think if Gunnar Hoagland's not hurt for Ole Miss, then he throws game one, even though it's against a four seed. And you hope you're pulling him out of there after four or five innings? because your offense has done work, and he only throws 60 or 70 pitches, and then you're throwing Nikhazy in game two, and you know McDaniel in game three, and then in the event that it gets to a game four, you're trying to bring Hoagland back on short rest. But the whole scenario changes for Ole
3: Miss without Gunnar Hoagland. So that's what you would do. Is that what they will do? Mike
2: Bianco has not traditionally done that. I think Mike Bianco is smart enough to look at the big picture and say the goal is not to win one game. The goal is to win the regional. And winning game one and game two gives you an overwhelming chance to win the regional. And to do that, you need Nikhazy to throw game two. Yes, I think that's what Mike Bianco will do. I I just can't allow myself to believe anything else.
3: You think I'm wrong? No, I I feel like starting him in game one would... Basically guaranteed that you're not getting out of your regional with the way they pitch it in the back end right now. I mean, you know, the, the the hope is that you get a
2: confidence boost somewhere between now and then from Derek Diamond. He's got the stuff to do it. Yeah, he does. And the first trip through the order, he's been really good. Kyle says, but who wins game three? See, I, I, I think... I think if you win the first two, you're so in the driver's seat, especially with the best offense in the SEC, that you feel like even if you don't get the best outing from your Game 3 starter, you're facing a fourth starter from whoever your opponent is, and you got a chance to hit the ball all over the yard. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be back.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass deeds in Ridgeland and Brandon, just call them at 601-605-4443. Left lane still blocked due to that accident on 55 southbound just past Woodrow Wilson. Uh, traffic backed all the way up to Meadowbrook. Uh, northbound traffic uh, starts to slow down at Pascagoula Street north through the waterworks, mostly due to looky-loos. Please buckle up, drive safe, have a great evening. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best for us to you. Call 601-353-5217.
2: Spring cleanup can be easy, fun, and affordable with the all star John
1: Deere compact tractor package from Mississippi, Arkansas AG. The John Deere 3025E tractor, plus loader, box plate, rotary cutter, and a trailer, will keep you ahead of the
2: game at just $293 per month with 0% financing for 72 months. Leave it up to us or visit any of our 16 locations or agup.com for
19: more information. Offer ends 8321. Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details.
8: More selection, more affordable payments and more for your trade. Pay only $1.99 per month on new 2021 Mitsubishi Mirage G4. We have the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross in stock right now. And come check out the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Think you can't get approved? Think again. Our credit specialists are standing by to get you approved today. Because 100% credit approval is our number one goal. And we'll give you top dollar for your old vehicle even if you don't buy a new one from us. So if you want more savings... More selection, more affordable payments, and more for your trade. Then get to Richmond Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Richmond Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi G4, stock number 1795. I'm to See for crew credit.
1: midday meeting place the jt show with gerard gibbert weekdays 10 to 1 here on super talk mississippi you're number one for sports talk anyone 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 come on don't be shy sports talk mississippi bingo man bingo super talk mississippi
2: Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Last time with you on this Wednesday afternoon. A couple of messages. I think something that has gone under the radar is that State hasn't made their pitchers throw a ton of pitches this year to save their arms for this time of year. Seems like everyone else rode their pitchers pretty hard. I think that will benefit State a lot.
4: I, mean, I feel like that was the plan. We'll see if it
2: works out. After a season that was cut short, I think a lot of these guys are going to run out of gas. I'm not sure that it has to do with the season being cut short a year ago.
4: Maybe they should be recharged. should have a little extra gas in the tank.
2: Brad in Burnsville, why is Greer Holston not pitched this season? And I just said I feel pretty confident that they would be pitching him if they thought he could get outs. Because goodness knows they've been searching for arms out of the bullpen. Was
4: he the one that had the yips? Nah, there were
2: a number of things that, there. Okay.
4: There was like a mental thing, uh, a Mackie Sasser thing going on there, right?
2: No, I mean, it was there was some injury stuff there, and there were some changes in mechanics that led to a loss in velocity, then trying to kind of re- Who am I find with? his earlier mechanics. and I don't know. Got that pitch for the Cardinals. Went from pitcher to outfitter. Rick Ankiel? Rick Ankeel.
4: No, there was a guy on the Ole Miss roster.
2: Chuck Knobloch? Did he
4: play for Ole Miss? I don't remember that. No, he
2: had the yips at second base. He did. It's a tough spot to have the yips. Sean says, <laughs> um, let's see, what does he say? I'm a rebel, but we struggle against crap pitching. No, they don't. Like That's something that you tell yourself because somewhere over the course of the last decade they've had trouble against left-handed Thumbers on Tuesday nights. They lost two midweek games all year. We got Boat Race in one game against Louisiana Tech, and they lost 9-7 to seven last night. Ole Miss has hit everybody that has come at them this year. At least in terms of non-conference games. There've been some moments where they've run into a bit of a buzzsaw in league play, but now offense hasn't been the issue for Ole Miss. It just hasn't been. Somebody said, um, "What did the Rebels do when they lost the regional to Tennessee Tech a few years ago after going two and It backfired. Well, it didn't backfire. They just pitched in order. They got two and and0 They were in the seat they wanted to be, and then they lost two games to a team that had seven guys drafted. Hit a gazillion home runs and had like a team batting average of, what, like 330,
3: 340? Weren't they pitching an outfielder at one point in one of those two wins, though?
2: Yeah. They were. Oh, Ole Miss was not good offensively in that game. At all. But the whole,
3: I mean,
2: are you, I, I don't understand the question, I guess is what I'm saying. Would you rather have lost one of the first two games to have to try and fight your way through the loser's bracket? That didn't make any sense. Uh, Brad in Burnsville says, Rollinson pitched what should have been a win to seal it. Wasn't that the game where Rollinson was drafted while the game was going on? Wasn't that against Tennessee Tech? think so, yeah. Because they did the awkward interview on TV, kind of came out of the dugout, and the crowd cheered for him, and he had to do an interview while his team was playing a game trying to advance to a super yeah. regional.
3: There, there yeah, couple- is no more awkward interview than that of Carl Ravich joining his son while calling postseason baseball, taking the score bug down, and not referencing the game for 15 minutes. It does not get worse than that. They were, talking oh, about Tennessee. That, they were talking about what Tennessee football is going to be like this year while there's a playoff, essentially, a postseason baseball game going on on the screen in front of them, and they took the scoreboard down, and runs were being scored, and they didn't even reference them. Didn't even make mention of them. Are you embellishing of... this story? You've told this story a bunch. Are you embellishing it at no, this point? I'm serious. P- you were there, so you you didn't get the pleasure of watching it on television. They took I was the, in. Yeah, I was in Myrtle Beach. They took the score bug down, so you didn't know what the score was. They were talking about Tennessee football, at least for a period of time. Runs were being scored, and they did not acknowledge it during that interview between father and son. I happen to know for a fact that when that
2: setup was beginning... Ben McDonald looked around and said, what's going on? What are we doing? And that's when he found out what was happening.
3: Yeah, it's a great thing to take the microphone away from Ben McDonald. Good strategy. Thanks for
2: being with us. We're going to preview seven SEC baseball series tomorrow, have some college football conversation, and try to have a lot of fun on a Thursday. For Brian Haydad and Michael Borky, I'm Richard Cross. Borky, enjoy your NBA tonight. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
1: Oh, it's incredible! A Super Talk Mississippi media production.